You're listening to the Understarters Orders Racing Podcast. Expert racing analysis from both sides of the Irish Sea. So stay tuned for the best insights and opinions on the weekend's racing here on the Understarters Orders Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Understarters Orders podcast. It's me, Chris Telford, here, and we've got a jam-packed show for you this week. We've got a fantastic array of racing to be covered over the first three days of the Punchestown Pest Festival. We'll be covering eight Grade 1 races from um, Punchestown with Andrew, Declan, and Jordan tonight. So let's introduce the guys. Here's Andy. Hello, Andrew. Chris, how are you? I can't wait to preview the Ascot Wednesday card as well. That's Scott Wednesday. <laughs> Nobody's open. <laughs> it's any other week. Any other week, it would have been great. But no, there's. A, I really can't wait. This is the best Punchestown Festival I can remember. Maybe it's because 2020 was was gone by the wayside with COVID. But some lineup this week, I have to say. Oh, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Shane Miller, Manila indoors out. Yeah, look, um, it's only a bruise. He'll be back for next year. So look, yeah, we count ourselves lucky. It's 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 not the end of the world. Yeah. Let's introduce Deck. Hello, Deck. Good evening, lads. How you getting on? Good. That beard's looking better every week, mate. Oh, it's a word since I got a trim. <laughs> Going for the real look. Uh, let's also bring in Jordan. Hello, Jordan. Hi, mate. All right. All right. Yeah. 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 Good, man. Good. Thanks. Have you done your hair for tonight? Uh, well, it's, I got it done. What was it? Two weeks ago. It was looking terrible. So, surprised <laughs> I managed to. Worse than now. Worse than this. That's the best part, really. Andrew that's... just needs to... Yeah, that's terrible, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> that, <man. laughs> Obviously, we're also going to be joined by Oshin Murphy, who's just ridden um, his final horse at Windsor, so hopefully he'll be jumping on in the next couple of minutes. But how are we all? Great weekend, wasn't it, again? It was interesting oh. from my end. It was interesting from your end. Yeah, very, very interesting weekend. We're talking about the horses. Yeah, I think why was it, why was it interesting, between us? Well, it was just you know it just got messy in it again. Really, seems it seems to be a habit that really, but you know, don't make it get messy. Just just keep your head straight. Keep your head straight, mate. Declan, how was your weekend? Yeah, I think we we had a good weekend between us. It, it got wow. gone Friday night, and um, a lot a lot of our selections went in, didn't they? Yeah, it was five out of five, mate. Well, not yeah. five out of five. Obviously, five out of six. But... Yeah, so well, I know, we, I know we picked half the field in each race, but... <laughs> it's always easier that way. Yeah. It is I, I, easier that way. I didn't even get in on the phone because you helped yourself to all that 7-2 to two on King Mania. I, I checked my things, well, 7-4. to four, And I was like, it clearly needs a mile. I'll let it go. And no, it, like, I don't think... He wasn't, she wasn't even whipped, was she? She just won no. very easily. Yeah, like, yeah, they might try and win with her again and maybe mm. get into the Britannia off, uh, off a feather weight where she'd have a great chance. Yeah, um, that will be good. Uh, evening to Richie, Reggie Williams. Hello, Richie. All right, Reggie. There he is. Main man's watching us. Uh, don't forget to get you, get all your comments in tonight, guys. Make sure you're interacting with the pods. Uh, it always helps us. A bit of banter helps us uh, pod to keep, move along. Swiftly keep it clean, though. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. Yes, that's always a good one. Well, while we're waiting for Oshin, let's kick off with the big action this week. We may as well... So the very first race that we're going to cover from Punchestown tomorrow is the Merchant Solutions Champion Novice 
hurdle here. It's a grade one at Punchdown on Tuesday. Andrew, great field, isn't it, mate? Um, you see, it, it is. It's a like it's a decent quintuple when you compare it to the other grade ones on the card. It just it it's not worth the paper. It's written on, and it's absolutely yeah. no disrespect. Deal. But when you compare it to Alaho versus Shock and Persuade, and you compare it to Envoy Allen versus Monkfish, which is totally unfair, but people may do it if they're you know they're, they're the three grade ones on the card. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a break. Um, it's the field we have. It's a pity appreciate it. Like that performance he put up in the Supreme. I like you would have to assume it's taken more out of him than than what you would have imagined it mm -hmm. the right team. Just put him away for the year. Um, we have probably what would have been the runner up if he didn't fall at the at the final flight. He, he did look punch drunk now, Blue Lord. And rain that the very progressive mayor who's um who's really thrived in her last two runs beating Belfast Banter and then beating an excellent field of Ferry House mm. in uh the Devil's Coachman Master and um one of my favorites MC Muldoon who I, I'm still absolutely sure he would have gone well in the Supreme if they'd gone and I, I think maybe that run of Ferry House might have proved that but anyway um match here like you you thread he's had his issues um sticking them in a grade one for a bit of experience i don't think they'll have connections have any issues with him being a novice for next year colin's horse but look he's probably only a handicapper in all due respect to him lorna fowler has struggled a little bit this year as well and like some of her better horses just haven't really been finishing the races maybe colin muster will really want to duke cup probably looks a bit exposed maybe workable off the one three five and um, he has been his trade a little bit on the flat recently suggests that maybe he's a little hard to place these days over hurdles um look for me it's a, it's a duel between the front two and i'd have blue lord here um like paul townend rides and, and patrick i would probably trust the jockey bookings more so than than the form i think blue lord has um you know has mix, mixed it with the best of them and echoes and rain has had two runs in in fairly quick succession i know she's missed the the Cheltenham Festival, but I, I do think Blue Lord's overall form, he, he did settle a lot better in a admittedly really fast run, Supreme Novices, and this is a horse that's just learning with every run. So I would assume he's going to come on. I could see a career best from him if the Supreme hasn't taken a lot out of him. Um, it's only, I think, his fourth run over hurdles um, or fifth run over hurdles. So uh, he'd be the selection for me. But, you know, 5 to 4, 10 to 11, it's, it's not the most attractive betting heat in the world, but it would be Blue Lord for me. Blue Lord for Andrew. Declan, what about yourself, mate, for this one? Echoes and Rooms was very impressive last time. Interesting that Patrick rides rather than Paul, do you not think? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Patrick was put up on Echoes and Rain. Um, mm. You know, I, I think they can do that from time to time. Maybe he gets on really well for her. It's, I suppose it's probably unusual to see um, Patrick getting up on the filly, isn't it? Like, you know, with, with the way But look, I think she's been... I think she's looking like a, a real champion hurdle contender. And I would be nibbling. I, I have nibbled and I would encourage people to nibble away her now. I don't think she's going to step up and trip. You know, she's she's not going to... I don't think she'll go the, the classic mare's distance of 24 longs. But, you know, she she was so impressive the last day. That was frightening. Uh, and, you know, Andy's right about MC Muldown. He probably would have ran a, a big race in the Supreme. And, you know, when you when you... Think he would have? How good was Echoes and Rain? And look, you go back to the beating Belfast Banter coming into Cheltenham. You may not have thought much about that, but since then, you know it's looking top top form. 
Blue Lord has you know steadily improved all season, and he hit the nail on the head. Like there, he he looked all out when he fell. Um, you know he, he was well cleared as well. He he may have he may have just got coloured coming up the hill, but. You know, he, well, I think he's been second to Bob Bollinger, hasn't he? Like, it's it's decent form, you know. But I, I just thought that the filly was frightening. I thought she was very, very good. And I, I think she's she's a decent bet for um, the, the champion hurdle now. Uh, the, the rest of them, I quite like um, Jill Cook. He, he's quite a likeable horse. He's quite consistent. He was a good fart in the Royal Bond, but... You know, this does look a match. Um, I don't think many horses are going to be over the top at Punchestown. I think they've been freshened up. A lot of them have skipped entry, and I don't think we're going to see. I think with, with the way the Irish domination has gone this year and the way the prize money has gone, I think a lot of them are going to be freshened up for this, and I think we're going to see the highest quality um, Punchestown, we've seen in a long, long time, and I think the form will be worth following. It's not always worth following, and you can, you know, you can have some torn ups, but I think uh, the, the the best horses are going to go in here. And for me, it's Echoes and Rain, and this, you, it's it's not really a bet for me. I think she's shot into eight to eleven, which is interesting when you know Paul's been put up on Blue Lord and she shortened, so mm. you know. Maybe Patrick's been put up. Maybe he gets on well and, and he gets a great tune over. Yeah. We'll come to you in a moment, Jordan, um, on, yeah, the alcohol, on the alcohol-free side of yeah. that you're on. <laughs> but we've got to bring in, now he's fresh from Windsor. I hope he's fresh anyway. Hello, Oshin. Hi, guys. Uh, how are you doing? Good to have you have everyone on. Uh, I'm just waiting for Tom Marquand to come and give me a lift to Newmarket. So, um so you can say hi to him as well in a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've ended up with a winner tonight, haven't you, Oshin? Yeah, a winner for the Queen and Michael Bell, a two-year-old that I rode first time out. And he clearly came forward from the race. Uh, I rode one later on that won well at Yarmouth last week, but unfortunately she didn't back up under a penalty, which was a bit disappointing. But to go home with a winner is always a good day. Yeah. And back that up with a, a winner that you had yesterday at Salisbury. Too. I mean, how was the off-season for yourself, Oshin? I mean, you, you spent a bit of time in South Africa, is that right? Yeah, it was amazing uh, to get to go there. I bought kind of a holiday uh, two years ago, and I thought it was a charity auction. I thought I'd never get to go, and then all of a sudden, my sister reminded me. So I managed to get over there. I went to Mala Mala and Kruger National Park, and guys, I couldn't recommend it enough, obviously. Um, you know, if you're into wild animals, it's it's an extraordinary experience. That sounds fantastic. I mean, I mean, obviously the flat season's kicked off now, and your hopes this year is to retain that that flat jockey's title, surely. And uh, how how's things going at the moment? I mean, where, what what's your typical day when you wake up in the morning? Where do you go first, Oshin? Um, so Mondays I don't tend to ride out unless it's like barrier trials at Linkfield or something. But I get into Andrew Balding's uh, a couple of times a week, Sidebins Rose, Sir Michael Stout, Rafe Beckett, all my small kind of trainers, Joe Chewett, Sylvester Kirk. They all supply me with winners, Ed Walker. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty busy in the mornings. And then I try and sleep on the way to the races. And then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty busy at the races. So so um, it's, it's pretty full on this time of year. But that's the way we like it. While Tom Markon's the driver. 
Tom Macron's the driver today. You can give him a wave. He's, uh, he's just getting into <laughs> Good the evening car. To Tom. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, fantastic um, machine. Yeah, got, I've got a few questions actually from the girls who are also on our podcast a couple of week, uh, times a week. Um, Sam Martin has asked him, "What was your favourite country to ride in, Oshin?" Um, probably Japan. Um, it's tough going with lightweights, uh, and and yeah, the lightweights are really the toughest part. And I'm on my own for three months of the year, but um, but I ride top class horses there, and uh, and I really enjoy the the fast horses basically. Um, that that's what makes it for me. Sorry, we're just organising stuff. This is Tom's cool car. It's uh, <laughs> one of those uh, BMW sport things. It's um, it's top <laughs> top of the range. Oh, it's it's that that. oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're right. trying to we're trying to work the car, guys. Apologies. It's, um, it's... Usually, if you press start, it works. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's trying to get the <laughs> trying to get our um, our stuff in. He's got bikes and the whole thing in the back of the car. There's um. He's very, very fit. Um, so oh, we're just organising everything. Two minutes, guys. And we're no away then. Um, <laughs> when you see this car, it's absolutely insane. Mine is like a standard Ford Focus. His is a, a BMW um, slash you Ferrari. Th- you don't think it's time to invest in a new car, Sheen? No, true, true, true. Thanks, <laughs> We're sorted now, guys. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's my typical day. And obviously... I've had 70 rides in the last fortnight. Um, yeah. Tom's probably had similar to me. Uh, it's full on, you know, it's pretty full on. But when they're winning, it makes it all work well. Yeah. Uh, what, which winner's giving you the most satisfaction? Uh, well, in my career, I suppose, Kamiko winning the guineas because uh, Rowan Lyon had passed away. He's a son of Kitten's Joy, and it's my first British classic. So to get that out of the way is always a, a massive uh, relief and a huge trip, even even if it wasn't in front of a crowd, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. And this is a, quite a random question from uh, Izzy, but if anyone could play you in a movie, Oshin, who would it be? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm a big Johnny Depp fan. I love Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, I've watched a lot of his interviews online, and he's he's uh, he's quite a character. So, so maybe Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Do like do like Johnny Depp myself. Andrew, you got a question for Oshin, Is that right? Yeah. No, it's incredibly random, actually, Oshin, because we have to go back about three years. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you see, there was a horse that was in Andrew Balling's yard that my dad actually bred. Um, right. You fell off him on the way down to the start at Wolverhampton one day and then he proceeded to bolt up it was a horse called Berkshire Blue. Oh goodness, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> now he would have killed me if I if I'd let you go without trying to get an update because he hasn't ran since the Melrose in like twenty eighteen or something, but he was still listed as uh, a horse in training with Andrew Balding. So he he was basically just looking for an update on him or if he's still alive. Yeah, he's um he's actually back in training and back in work. Uh, he hasn't done any serious fast work yet, but we'll be aiming at at towards the towards a bit of soft ground, uh, middle yeah. to late season. Uh, right. he's a horse with a lot of ability, but obviously he's had his few setbacks. Um, but it'd be nice that. to get him back on track. Yeah, yeah, and we have great facilities like he can swim and do plenty. So mm. fingers crossed for a clear run with him. Oh, that's fantastic. It's great to know. And um, if you were looking forward to riding one horse from Andrews, obviously, because Kamiko has uh, obviously retired, gone to his stallion duties now, is there a horse that's kind of in Balding's yard that you really looking forward to, even if it was a two-year-old or maybe a, three, a progressive three-year-old? 
Oh, it looks like he's gone. That will be he's probably traveling through a black spot area, though. You reckon? <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> that could he be right. The question. <laughs> yep, dodging it. <laughs> oh, there oh, we go. I'm back. I'm back. Sorry about no that. Worries. I also look forward to. I suppose you'd be looking at the two-year-olds, guys. Um, there's a lot of well-bred ones. Uh, there's a Frankel there of King Powers. Oh, here we go again. We're nearly there. We've got Frankel, King Power, King Power. The breed lines just sound amazing so far. Anybody have the Weatherby's book? Get that Weatherby's book out. Come on, get looking. <laughs> Give him a refresh there. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it must be terrible on the way to back to Newmarket. That's where it was. Must be too shocking. He'll probably put. Oh, he's gone. He'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> Hang on. I'll pull him back in because he's just in the background. <laughs> Here he is. There he is. There we go. Is there no Wi-Fi in that car, Roshi? <laughs> this, this. <laughs> need to tell Tom to afford the Wi-Fi. This, uh, oh yeah, yeah, Tom, where's the Wi-Fi code? Uh, this, uh, this, this 5G in Windsor uh, is not great. I think we'll have to move to Dublin. Um, yes. So, yeah, the, a two-year-old to look forward to. Look, we may as well focus on the cat tower. <laughs> Can we guys? Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> sounds like there's a delay. There's a, there's a Churchill Windfire and a Frankel William that's uh, by Frankel out of Kyoshi. Fantastic. Oh, Kyoshi, yeah, the, uh, the, was it Ollie Stevens trainer, the Qatar sprinter, was it? Kyoshi, was it? That might have been. Um, Possibly. Char Charlie Hills, actually, and she won at Royal Charlie Island. Hills. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's my two horses to follow, guys. Declan. And if, exactly. And if they're, if they're slow, you can blame me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Oshin. And, Deck, you wanted to mention something, didn't you? Yeah. How does it feel to have worse Wi-Fi than Dennis O'Regan? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Obviously, Oshin, yeah, you're related to Jim Cullity. And, you know, uh, watching him, growing up watching him riding rail races and, and ride best mate, was jumps ever the preferred option? I loved schooling when I lived with Jim uh, between the ages of 14 and 16. I used to skip school uh, to get to school over fences and hurdles and Davy Russell and Rachel Blackmore. Uh, uh, there was loads of other guys used to come in and ride out and Derek O'Connor and it was fantastic to get to ride work and jump over fences with these guys so of course i was drawn towards that and going point to pointing all the time and things but i was small and the beauty of being a flat jockey is and as tom will well know he's just come back from australia you get to ride all over the world and you get paid to ride all over the world whereas <laughs> jump racing is a little bit more restricted um so yeah my flat flat racing was always my preferred option as long as my weight was was okay you, you must have something for us for punchestown this week so with all that experience um look uh, i might be too popular with with the ladies here the the feminists but um <laughs> but i'd love to see i'd love to see paul town and win the jockeys championship 
uh, he would have he'd be miles clear were it not for his injury. And I mm. think it'd be unfair if he didn't hold on to it. Now mm. it might be great for racing, but he's an outstanding rider, and uh, it'd be brilliant for him to have a good Pontchartrain and hold on to his championship. Yeah, that's well said. To be fair, that's understandable. Yeah. Jordan, anything from you for Australia? Yeah, I, was, <clears throat> I just wanted to ask you, Machine. Like when you were growing up, is there one jockey that you sort of idolised, and he was like, "That's who you wanted to be when you sort of grow up." Who was sort of like your childhood sort of? Yeah, uh, that's a really good one. Uh, Kieran Fallon coming in after winning the Ark on Dylan Thomas, uh, knowing that he was going to be in court the next day uh, with the Irish flag, <laughs> with the uh, with the Irish flag draped round his shoulders uh, in 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 Longchamp is a very special memory and uh, for, th for that and, and the way remember guys this jockey had the three biggest jobs in European racing uh, he had Henry Cecil job Sir Michael Stout job and the Aidan O'Brien job and Andre Fab used to put him up when he was available as well so remember he won on Monja as well it doesn't get any better than that and, um, and I've known him as well for for 11 years now so i really admire him i could never copy his style uh he mm. rides very different for a lot longer than i do um uh but what what an incredible rider and and he won everything you would want to win and now he's taking up the training ranks hasn't he with um daryl holland yeah i mean look fair play to them uh i i would say they would plot their horses uh cleverly um hopefully they come across a few good ones you know, the jockeys uh, that have turned to training often find it tough. But Johnny Murta, as everyone knows from following the flat yeah. in Ireland, is absolutely flying at the moment. Mm. And uh, it'd be great if they made a, a good fist of it. Yeah, fantastic. fantastic. Well, thanks very much for joining us, Oshin. Cheers. You may as well ask Tom a question as well, guys. <laughs> Tom, how does it feel to have a Tom, how does it feel to have a better car than Oshin? Um, they want to know how does it feel to have a better car than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the driver to go with. Him. He said uh, he said he doesn't have the full time driver to go with it, but he actually likes driving. Thanks very much, Joshine. Thanks, Tom. Cheers, Thanks, lads. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, lads. Thank you. lads. Fantastic there from Oshin and Tom. You joined in for a little bit. <laughs> I can't believe we had the opportunity to ask Tom Marquand a question and we asked him to basically <laughs> stunt on Oshin with his car. <laughs> what else would we have asked him? Yeah, could have done. Yeah, let me just ride a group one winner last week. Ah, well, look, it's all good. Yeah, we did. Right, uh, thank anyway. We'll move on from that. Uh, John, your selection for these uh, champion novice hurdle. Uh, to be honest, <clears throat> pretty much the same as what Dex said. Like, I think it's it's fairly open and short. It's it's basically a match race, isn't it? With just three others just thrown in there for the sake of it. So, I wouldn't be touching it because, you know, Echoes in Rain, short enough price, but I think that's a clear winner. You know, the, the form lines through that one is, is just better, in my opinion, than Blue Lord. And on top of that, I think Blue Lord, that race, you know, against Appreciate in the Supreme, that's completely took it out of him I think I think that really really was a hard race for him and he fell so I, I think Echoes in Rain is, is the only sort of sensible bet I think in the race but uh, you know with the, the price is it's, you know you're not getting much value I don't think no but it, but it is right well that's that race sewn up so let's move on to the next one boys 
Um, lots of grade one action, obviously, this week, and it's fantastic. The next one is the champion chase, the grade one, also on Tuesday. Um, Declan, you want to talk us through this one? Yeah, look, uh, Shackland Fulswar's favourite, and he was awesome uh -huh. here. In, in, hello? Yeah? yeah, yeah. Are, they, are they joint favourites? Uh, very close. Alahos fifteen right. to eight. Shaq and Pusswa five to four at the minute. Newbay ne Negra um, nine to two. Could you could you even see Newbay Newbay Negra getting close, Deck? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. You know, you know, we know Dan Skelton's fearless. You know, yes. coming yeah, over yeah, here, yeah. You know, he's coming over here once a year. He reckons it's easy. Um, <laughs> I, I just Alaho ran in an RSA and he ran in an Albert Bartlett, and now he was very very good in the Ryanair, but we know what the Ryanair is like. We know it's a glorified grade one, and suddenly now he's going to put it up to arguably the fastest horse in training over two miles. You know, Chacon Portois, when he's on song over two miles, he's, he's awesome. He's really, really good. He was brilliant in 2019. He's a big, strong horse. He's a good jumper. He has that turn of pace. You know, he, he can throw in a blip of a run. Like, he was beaten by a Plutard over two miles at Leopardstown. You know, you'd like... I know Plutard is a fast horse, you know, with abundance of stamina, but you'd like to think, that, you know, a horse who, who has won over two miles as much as him should be beating a Plutard over two miles. And then at Cheltenham, it, it was a big doubt when he was going to Cheltenham, would he, would he like Cheltenham? And I just think the way he's raced, the way we've seen him race in a lot of his races, he puts the race to bed, not not turning for home, not in the home straight. It's usually before that. He quickens and he takes horses out of their comfort zone and they're finished then. And when he, he does that, you're coming down the hill at Cheltenham and it's just the wrong time to do it. And, you know, you can have horses free falling down that hill and he just wasn't really getting the, you know, the best of, of his turn of foot. So... He probably should be odds on here. Uh, Newbay Negra beat him at Cheltenham, but I don't think he's going to beat him here. Um, mm. Horse Flow is the is the Clarence House winner. He was sixth at Cheltenham, but it was you know it was a bit of nearly a bunch finish, wasn't it? He wasn't beating Miles Horse Flow. Yeah, I think the value of the race here to see Los Emery, you know, the worst of all his finishes have been at Cheltenham. Mm. And people tend to, you know, take Cheltenham Farm as gospel for the rest of the season. And it's just not, you know, it's, it, we know it's a track that you either love or you hate at times. You know, and, and maybe you look, reading through his form, that may be the case for him. And I think 23 to 1 is way too big. He ran some fine races over this trip. And he actually ran a decent enough race in the champion hurdle. But I think he's a good chaser. You know, he fell against Jacques Ampoursois at Leperstown last year. But I didn't watch it back today, but I don't think he was, you know, I know Jacques Ampoursois and me and went at it down the back and, you know, it was a sight to behold. But I don't think see that it was early enough, I think. I don't think he was beaten. And I just think he's, he's too big to ignore here. And I do think Jacques Ampoursois is going to be very hard to beat. And I think he's a better horse than, than Nube Negri. I just can't have Alaho that short suddenly he's a two-miler. I just can't have that at all. And I just think there's there's yeah. lots of value about Silas Emery. And, yeah, he's in each way, Price. So he's, he's worked in each way, better at 23 to 1. Andrew? Uh, I, I'm just going to be honest with you, Chris. I, this is an open and shut case for me. 
Uh, yeah. I, I just think Shaq and Persuade is just going to win this, and he, he probably I he might even come off the bridle. To be honest with you, he, you're telling me that a horse that was considered an Albert Bartlett type at the start of his career uh, is suddenly going to take on one <laughs> one of the arguably the best two miler that that Willie has ever trained. Uh, you know, at, at a track that he's excelled at. Like yeah. if 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 Shaq and Persuade won the Champion Chase, he'd probably be about fives on here. Well, maybe, well, maybe, and the reason I say that is because Alaho wouldn't be in the race. You'll still back him. Shaq and Persuade will win this race, and the reason he got beaten at Cheltenham, in my opinion, is like I said, the only thing that might beat him at Cheltenham is the track, and I think that's what did beat him because he, he there wasn't anywhere on the old course where Shaq could put the race to bed. We've seen it time and time again at Punchestown or at Leopardstown where he put the race to bed down the back straight or like in the um or in the Dublin Chase at the Dublin Racing Festival, he put the race to bed in the home straight. You can't do that at Cheltenham. You do it you do it before the top of the hill, you probably won't get home. You can't do it down the hill because you get the horse killed. And you can't do it up the hill because it's too late. The, the turn in there's two fences and there's there's not much of a run in. So for me, I just don't think they went quick enough and he may not have liked the old course. But if he turns up here in in the form that he was in at Leopardstown, in the form that he's in when he beat Effie Desai here as a novice, forget about it. There, there's nothing, there's nothing that will get within like Alaho probably fall trying to keep up with him. Um, you know, New Benegra, fair play, they're coming over to have a go. First flow, um, he actually ran pretty well considering that he he was another one that, that probably hated the old course. And um, Daily Tiger, a horse I love, but he just he's not a Grade One horse, I wouldn't say. Silas Emery, you know, if his jumping gets put under pressure, especially early, you'd want to see how he takes the first three or four. Like what Declan said, like he could he could run well, but he like it really depends on how he jumps early because that usually tells you what's going to happen with him. He either runs really well or he fails to complete. So for me, it's Shaq and Persuan. I, I, I honestly, I think he'll win this very, very easily, probably almost with his head in his chest. I, I think um, has Silas Emery not only fallen once, I think it'd been a little hard. Look, I, I totally agree that so Shaq and Forsois probably going to win this race and, and win mm. it easy. I just think, you know, I'm not a chicken, Andy, and uh, I just think <laughs> <laughs> that price is uh, it's, it's too big to ignore. Um, and I think it's, there's a lot of ones and twos. I know there's an F beside his name at Leopardstown, but, you know. He didn't, he didn't jump there. well. He jumped badly against Bacchuson at, at the start of the season as well. Like he, Camel. he was saying yeah. the Bacchus one. Come look, Bacchuson's been a bit of a revelation this season. He's in, in a fine form. I think is he unbeaten this season? Yeah, but what would happen if he was in this stuff? He'd probably win it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, look, I, I just think the price he's drifting. And then maybe that's a bad sign, but he, he's out of thirty three to one. It's too big to ignore if you're looking for a bit of value because Shaq and Porsois. Although he might be value, it's not the sort of price I like taking, you know. Um, but he probably he would probably turn out to be um, value who, to people who like backing even money shots. You're right, and if he wins that race at Cheltenham, he's long odds on here. Um, yeah. So he probably is value, but it's not, you know, I'm looking further down the, the list to, to find a, a bigger price. I, I see a comment there saying he's a fraud. Which, Jesus Christ, he's lost one race <laughs> in like the last like what three That's or Michael four years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't know what he's talking oh, about, yeah. does he? 
Well, you better tell him how he's not a fraud, haven't you, John? (laughs) (laughs) Never listens to me anyway. Not like much difference. Go on, tell us your opinion on this one. Uh, You know, I think, again, I'm finding myself pretty much agreeing with what Dex said. Um, But I think we've glossed over Nube Negra a little bit there. I think he deserves a bit more than a, oh, well, you know, at least he's giving it a go. You know, I I, I think he's, he's more than entitled to get involved. I think, you know... He made a bit of a mess of the last, didn't he, at Cheltenham? Um, and yeah. I reckon he'd have, he would have, because he was staying so, he was staying on so strongly to the line. I, I, I really do think he'd have, beat, he'd have beat the mayor that day. He'd have won the champion chase and he'd have been coming in here as the champion chaser. And I, I think, you know, five, five to one, you know, you could even get, there's an argument that he could even get a decent each way shot on him, really. I mean, I know it's not going to be much, but it's something that you could realistically do. And Alaho. I don't think this trip's right for 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 him at all. Uh, so to me, I think I'd be taking my, I'd take a chance on Nube Negra, I think, and just hope that he, you know this season because he obviously won at Kempton and then went close at Cheltenham. I think he really has shown his true character this season. So if you know with a clear round, as long as he you know makes not no mistakes and doesn't make a mess of his fences again, I think it really could it could go really close and push Shaq and Persuar. So, yeah, good luck to the skeletons. I hope they bring it home for, for Great Britain, at least. That's something that we can sort of look forward to, me and you, Chris. Um, we just need we need, we need something like that, but I can yeah, I seriously doubt it happening. Do you still say great before Britain these days? <laughs> What's that? Still say great before Britain, yes, we do. Britain's Britain's best chance is probably black up in the handicap chase. Like, the, oh. the Irish handicapper stuck him down to one four three, which is actually more than fair, mm. seeing as he ran in the Gold Cup last time out. But like Interesting. that, he genuinely would have a chance. But like he ran well for a while. Yeah, yeah no, he, he did. did. He, he did. did, he did well. Actually, he did. Yeah. No, I, I think like, I know it's a sidestep, but like he will go well off that mark. Um, but yeah. look, it's um, they're not winning this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> can, all, can always hope, Andy. Can always hope. <laughs> Next race on Tuesday is the Champion Novice Chase Grade One, and this probably is the most mouthwatering clash of the week, isn't it? Monkfish v Elvoy Allen. And Voyalen and Cole Reeves in here and Franco Deport as well, who we've mentioned many a time on here. But Cole Reeves is an improved horse. They're all just improved. Obviously, M. Voyalen was very dis- disappointed with that fall last time. You know, what what do we make of it, Jordan? What's what's what do we make of this one? I cannot believe that Monkfish is not odds on for this. I'm sticking my neck on the line. I seriously think he should stay the three miles, no problem. I, I, I personally, I think they were going to put him up to this sort of trip anyway. And Monkfish is obviously spectacular. You know what a chaser he's been. It still is an obvious, but I just think Envoyland is. Before he fell at Cheltenham, he was one of the best jumpers I've seen all season. It was it was pinpoint accuracy at every single jump, and then obviously he just made a bit of a tip at Cheltenham, but. He's just a machine. You see, you see how he goes about his work. He's just the most naturally. It all comes naturally to him. He gets on with it. He knows where he is. He knows his job, and he goes out and does it. So, providing he stays with three, I think he'll eat monkfish from breakfast. To be honest, because um, as impressive you know, as, as wide margin in victory that was at Cheltenham, we, you know, everyone had a bit of a scare at the last flight when he tried to take it home with him. Um, if he does something like that tomorrow. I don't think he's going to get away with it again, um, and an envoy will be there to punish him. And I think at five to four, I'm, I'd be gobbling it up. I think it's a really, really good price, to be honest. Well, envoy has to tackle the trip for the first time. Monkfish is a dual 
distance winner here. So, um, you know, you're umming and ahhing about Envoyal and stamina, but they'd have to try something, don't they, before the end of the season, maybe, Deck here. This could be the feelers being put out for where they campaign him next year. Yeah, it's just every fibre of my body is, is telling me to stick with it. The only horses ran over three miles, you know, and Envoyal and his point to point wasn't even three miles. And look, you know my feelings on NYLN. I've swooned over him all season. You know, I think he's a freak of an animal, but he's very, very fast. And you can't have it all. There has to be a chink in his armour. You know, can you be that fast? And like, I think he would have won the champion hurdle. I think he would have beaten Honeysuckle. He was a very, very sick hurdler. And I just don't know how you can be that fast. And stay. You can't have it all. We've seen that with LTR when people were looking for him to step up and trip. They, they, you can't have it all. You know, even on the flat, like you know, you, you know, when you get horses running in the guineas who are probably should be running over six furlongs, like they don't get home. You, you just, you cannot be blessed with it all. And look, I, I hope he, I hope he stays. It would, I think he would stay, but is he mm. going to outstay Monkfish? And the frightening thing about Monkfish is he got better when he came back and trip at Leopardstown, when he came back to two mile five. I thought that was frightening. And he's a strong stayer. I did say before Cheltenham that he, you know, he may not enjoy the old course. He was very good on the new course um, in the Albert Bartlett. But, you know, all that turning and jumping, I don't think he enjoyed it. And he still won. And he still won easy enough. You know, he's just... This looks like his race. It looks like his test. Colreavy, you know, with the seven-pound allowance, Rankin's probably put her ahead of the other two, but she had a very tough race at Cheltenham. And I don't think she's as good, going to be as good on fast ground. And, you know, we've had no rain. It's very, very warm. The ground's getting quicker and quicker. And and I think a lot to do with the ratings is, is NYLN, his style. You know, he only does enough. And maybe that will help him get the trip. And the fast ground will help him get the trip. But, you know, if he could do, like, if he could really show himself in the races that he has won, I think he'd be way clear on ratings. I do like Corey, but I think that race could have left a mark. Like, they went hammer and tongs up the straight, uh, ourselves and, and Nellie May. And I'm very worried about the ground for her. Uh, Franco Depart is in here as well, who, you know, we ran in the arc like he needs four miles, and I just can't walk the horse out. He was a big, big fancy mine going into the Arkell. And he, he couldn't go to Gallup with him. I don't know, you know, I, I don't think he likes Cheltenham, but then, you know, he went to Fairy House and he showed little as well. But I, I just think if you're having a bet here, common sense tells you to go with the proven three mile horse. And I just think the grounds against Colreavy and we're you know, it's sort of it's sort of hurting me to go against then. <laughs> because I'm, I'm fascinated by the horse. The way yeah. the way we've seen him quicken away from the likes of Abacadabras in the Royal Bond, you know, coming down the hill, he looked in trouble in the in the Ballymore and he was two lengths clear, jumping the last hurdle. Like, he looks like an absolute freak, but I don't know how you can have that speed. It's, it's not, he doesn't just have pace to travel. He has a turn of foot, like he's proper speed. And I don't know how you can have that and stay. If he can stay and he has that speed, that speed, he's a freak. Like you're looking at, I, you know, Arkell didn't have that speed. He's probably closer to the flying ball. But 
I, I, you know, common sense. My head is just saying stick with Monkfish here because we know he gets the trip and it's going to take him a serious horse to outstay him. Andrew, do you feel common sense prevails here? No, I just feel that Envoy Allen is actually uh, 12 to 1 for the King George right now. Um, and he's going to be 6 to 4 after tomorrow. Uh, look, I, I cannot wait for this. Like, the term I love, even, you know, from my days when I was doing athletics and all, but speed kills those that don't have it. And if Envoy Allen is on Monkfish's girths turning for home, I think he'll get the better of him. You know, he did fall early. He's been off 40 days. Like, he essentially hasn't had a race till January. He'd be a very fresh horse and, you know, taking on a new trip that might play against him. Uh, but Monkfish, it's not that he was lethargic at Cheltenham because he he, he did it in a really good time. Um, and he, he, like, he wasn't impressive on the eye, but he was impressive on the clock, believe it or not. So um, he has had a, a hard year. He's kind of danced every dance, but... Like I, I, I just look at this. This is just a fantastic race. I, I, I call Reevee, Like I'm, I'm devastated that she's in fall. Well, I'm happy that she'd be retiring. Touchwood after tomorrow, a safe and sound horse. That's great. And she's mm. in fall to walk in the park. And I'm sure she's going to be a fantastic broodmare. But she deserved a shot at the Gold Cup. Like she's entitled to it with the seven pounds allowance, and um, with the form she showed this year, she's won a, a novice grade one against the Geldings. She's gone and won a mare's chase, beating Ellie May, giving her weight who ran Alaho fairly close at Thurless in in uh, when she was receiving two pounds. Like her form is up there with the best of them. Um, and she's retiring at the peak of her powers. And like that's just me from a selfish standpoint. Um, she's a ludicrous price at seven to one here. There's every chance that she could be second. She could be second to Monkfish. She could be second to Envoy. But mm. I don't think people getting involved with the forecast between Envoy and Monkfish. I don't think it's that simple. I, I think I really... Can you in the I think, no. I think you can you not? Uh, Maybe well, as a special. You might get might. it. Yeah, you might get it as a special. And if you can get it as a special, I, I'd say call Reevy. There's every chance she could be second because, as you said, she comes out best at the weights here, and um, she's mm. progressing. And the ground will be as quick here as it was at Cheltenham on the the second last race on the Friday. Uh, it's oh, basically it's a road with her, isn't it? Like it's going to be very quick, and I think she's yeah. been beaten on quick ground. And it's going to, yeah, it's going to be it's it's going to be at its softest on the Tuesday, you'd imagine, because they're watering very, very like they're lashing it down. It's good it's to farm amazing. across. Yeah, it's 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 good to farm across the road at nice like, and they have a good yielding, so they're absolutely piling the water on. Um, and Franco de Port, I think he'd be a major improver at three miles. He just won't get to show it here against this company. Um, he kind of returned to form behind the Anadilla Ferry House. Um, he just clearly hates the Brits. That's too bad. Runs at Cheltenham. <laughs> Um, you know, he's he's put on his balaclava and, and sang a few rebel songs going over there with Chris's dream and notebook. But um he joins that club unfortunately. Um, but look, there's plenty of great races over here, as we know. But for me, I, I just can't desert Envoy Allen. I think he'll stay. Uh he's uncomplicated. I think the small field would be absolutely fine for him. Especially if they don't go that quick. Um and Monkfish will probably jump out in front. I, I don't see Paul like it's a, it's a dangerous game. If Paul Townend doesn't jump out in front, he's playing a very dangerous game. We all yeah, know Franco just... Deport likes to come off the pace, and Col Reevy probably will as well. So I'd say it'd be Monkfish getting tracked by Envoy Allen. It'd be a game of cat and mouse. And look, it's going to be a fantastic race. But for me, it would be Envoy Allen. I think there's a little more in his favor in terms of the smaller field. Um, and he's just so, he, he, like, I just, I've no problem forgiving him for the marsh. Um, and 
just I, I know this is a side boot, but you know, we have Manella Indo, you have Aplu Tar from the same yard. Um, they all occupy the races in Ireland. This horse is going to go to Kempton on on uh, at Christmas time, and that that's where you stick your money now because that that's where he's going to end up. Well, I think we summarise that really well. I do. I do. I, I play into the same thinking as you, Andrew. That, that will come into a sprint, and if it does, then the one with the best pace that I can see is Envoyalan. Um, getting round with with the jump in, be my shout in the race definitely. Um, we're moving on now to Wednesday, though. Obviously, that that was probably the best clash of the week. But there's it's one best particular... clash of the decade, Chris. Well, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm probably <laughs> underplaying it there, aren't I? Underplaying it there slightly. Um, the next race is on Wednesday. We're going over to the Irish Mirror Novices Hurdle. It's a Grade One here. Um, my nap of the week goes in this race. Um, I'm going to just say the name because I'm sure I think that you really like this too. It's Galopon de Champ. Do you like this one, don't you, Declan? Oh, I think the step up to three miles looks um, yeah. I think it looks perfect. And he was in cruising mode at Cheltenham. That was an absolute, it was so, it was Sean O'Keefe gave it a peach of a ride, a real peach. And three miles can only, only accentuate this, this horse's talents. I think it's a, a very decent horse. Go on, Dad, you, you tell us more. Yeah, look, he, he sort of, he fits that profile that I look out for going chasing. They can be a little bit under the radar sometimes. He's run over two miles and, you know, then, then he's gone and won a, a spring handicap. Um, He'll come here and run a big one. I think he's going to win the race. And I'm, I'm excited for him going, going chasing. Me and Andy were actually joking earlier, you know. Hopefully he doesn't like heavy ground and he runs no races all winter. And <laughs> Nap up in the shop. And hacks up in the RSA or something. There you go, Dad. Look at Lauren's comment there. <laughs> Nap on the shops. <laughs> Nap up in the shop. <laughs> we're starting already. We're Look, this is a this is a very different test to the Albert Barthet, and yeah. I don't think Vanillier is going to enjoy this. You know, Limerick and the Albert Barthet were more his thing, and I just don't think he's going to have the the pace of, of a, a Gallop and Deschamps. And you know, I don't think there's there's many in here who would be as classy as Gallop and Deschamps. I don't know what happens with Vanillier going forward. Because he's a real You are. Go forward as in like race tactics. No, like does he end up in the Tommy Whittle or does he end up? In, in, <laughs> oh no, I just think. Sorry, I think go forward as race. Yeah, no, he, he's a bother, like isn't he? He was a real Albert Bartlett horse, I think. He just outstays everything. And look, maybe I'm being a little bit harsh on him, but I don't think you know the Albert Bartlett may have been as good as the one with Monkfish and his exhibition and lot classy animals and that. And I don't I, think you're being uh, harsh. I think that race was poor. Yeah. I think the album about this year was poor. Back to normal. Look, mm. it was back to normal. Like, you know, I mean, my big fancy was Fakira, you know, and, and it was only because I never seen Fakira going on to win the Cup. He was a yeah. definite. Tommy, Andy reckons he's not quick enough for the time he will. Uh, is he, he's entered the Latouche during the week, is he not? <laughs> Straight in there. Yeah, look, I just don't think Vinier is going to have the class of an animal like Gallop and Deschamps. Uh, Statler was fought in the Albert Barclay. He was told in Everstown. He's another strong stayer. And, you know, again, not going to have the class of, of Gallop and Deschamps. Tell me something, girl, girl is very interesting, but she's too short a price. And normally when I start saying this, they, they win, but I don't think there's much value about that price. Um, it is very interesting. 
how she was what's her form like she was taught to having help us in the the mayor's handicap and you know Andy put his way to to that race and plenty of winners came out of it but I just think she's too short to be getting involved with stepping up in you know in, into grade one company over three miles gentleman's game and he was right the last day you know the, the ground was too quick for him and it's going to be too quick for him and he's a horse for next year I think he will handle good ground and time but he's very inexperienced you know he's still young he's a big horse and that's going to come you know that run the last day was like when you get you know the the short favourite from Ireland gone to Cheltenham and they're you know almost even money and they just get taken off their feet when they hit that fast spring ground and that's probably what happened in the last day mm. uh, Streets of Dying is, is probably short of top class Cory uh, Graff I think is interesting uh, he didn't stay at Cheltenham and he may be he may, may be a better race horse than a lot of that Albert Bartlett field. He just didn't stay. Like, it's that run. I know they're the, nearly enough the same trip, but that run from the second last to the last absolutely kills horses, and it kills young novice hurdlers, and they just fall into a hole. And it's only these plodders, these slow horses, that really get it, you know, they're racing behind the bridle. And it's look avoid a horse for any sort of class at all. I'd be avoiding it, but yeah, I think Tardy Graph is is interesting. I don't know what price he is. Is he an each way price? Is he double figures? Is he? Would you get twenty? Yeah. Hey, you're only getting about half. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Now look, I, I think Gallop and Deschamps wins this. I think he's a classy animal. And I think he's one. You know, he's one to, to follow. Gone chasing next year, and. You know, hopefully he doesn't like Kevin Brown. He hopefully he goes to Limerick and runs no race at Christmas. Yeah. And then the festival and we get lovely prices on him. Uh, what about yourself then, uh, Jordan, for this one? So, I mean, I know what you said about Galapanda Sean, but if we just look at the big picture here, right? So we've got Galapanda Sean, Vanillier, and Tell Me Something Girl, they're the three at the head of the market. All three ran at Cheltenham in varying races, but on paper, the, the worst race, if you like, the sort of the lowest calibre of the race, it was the one that Gallop and Deschamps won. But if, you, but if you look, Neil, but if you look, if you look through the actual field and you look at the horses that ran in that race, they were better than any of the others. So it's like all a bit back to front. And I think that just shows sort of the mess that some of the, some of those races at Sheldon got into. It was, you know, with the prize money and stuff, people not wanting to turn up. So I would ignore, I would ignore that. I wouldn't worry about, you know, necessarily this kind of race if there's one graded races etc before because i think he is the best horse in the race i think from what we've seen so far i thought it was really impressive at, Ch at Cheltenham. you know uh langer dan obviously was going for the bonus wasn't he he won some you know he's won some nice purses this year um but yeah i think it's the only thing that makes sense really i mean i was looking at tell me something girl but similar to deck like you know it sort of put me off the price is not great each way volume and i don't think she's going to be quite good enough to win it even with the allowance so it's a process of elimination for this really i'm you know there's you can make excuses for so many of them that you know vanillier it was probably you know it, it was near enough an egg and spoon race wasn't it really because i mean what, what was in that there was nothing really in it wasn't there really i mean not particularly impressive it was an impressive winner but you know, he, he didn't really beat anything, whereas Gallop and Deschamps had to really, you know, he had to sort of knuckle down and he did it really impressively. So, 
it's a case of, you know, do you want to be backing something that was visually impressive? Like, we've done this before, haven't we, when we've gone over about winning margins. It's beat, like, you know, it's beat nothing, but it's beat about 50 lengths. And then all of a sudden people are like, oh, well, this might do this, but actually it's just because of the, it's raced against donkeys. So, look, I think it's the obvious bet in the race. I think it's near enough my nap, but not quite, because I've got one coming up. I can't let the car out of the bag yet. But I think Galapan de Champ in this is, is easily my next best, easily. That's three of us so far, Andrew. You're going to go for Vanillier, aren't you? I can just see it. <laughs> no, uh, I won't. But I, I do think we're being a little bit harsh on him because he, surprising to surprising to me, he improved dramatically for the decent ground at Cheltenham and he just bossed mm. him. Nothing could live with him. And it was, admittedly, it was impressive. And maybe the official rate he got for 150. That he maybe could have got 152, 153 for that. Time will tell. But unlike tell me something girl where we know the form is in the book like we see him at sky ace and galwa and um you know heaven help us you know um we see what they have done now in lesser races to to the most part i know sky ace did win a grade one uh, she didn't really run a race though at cheltenham uh, same with galwa Tell me something, girl was third in a handicap, and now she's stepping up into grade one company after winning a, a mare's grade two. And look, I've, I've said time and time again what I think of some of those mare's races at Cheltenham. I just don't think they should really be there. I think, tell me something, girl, um, you know, she she probably could have been in one of the grade ones on that form. It's great that she won a race, um, and, and, you know, it's great for her progression, I suppose. Um, but and I would have really fancied her here if it wasn't for the three miles. I think this is a real fact-finding mission for her. Um, I think they're going to learn a lot about her, but like she benefited from a masterful ride. It was one of the rides of the week Rachel gave her to, to win the yeah, um, really did. to win yeah. the Mare's Novice. Like she was just so confident, and she it was not straightforward. I, I can't I can't like stress that enough. It was not a straightforward ride, and she made it look effortless. And would you just, her against the second again? Guys. In if, from the, I, I probably would, yeah. Um, like you know, we probably won't see it again. I don't think Tell Me Something Girl is going to be running over two miles anytime soon, um, especially the way she fit it was hitting the line on the new course over two miles. Like, she's clearly a, a two and a half biter, like every other mare in this world. But <laughs> <laughs> you set me up for that, but um, no, I just she, I think she'd just be a little bit too keen personally. Uh, for this three miles and you know if she was a bigger price if she was double the price i'd be saying well that's factored into the price but she's not she's like five to one nine to two which is kind of priced accordingly if she won the race at yeah fours i i, w I wouldn't be surprised if she won but it, she wouldn't be i wouldn't be a, i just wouldn't be backing her uh Vanillier, like he has one gear and i just can't I just I'm just assuming maybe Statler might might give him a, a, a an annoying time on the front end this time or something will something will have to go with Vanillier they cannot let him boss this again, and um, because he will make them pay. But for me, Gallop and Deschamps like he was he was handicapped on his two mile form and he just completely laughed at them in the Martin Pipe. We've seen uh, Vic do do similar and then win this race. We've seen Champagne Classic do similar and then win this race. And um, the Martin Pipe lends itself really, really well to this particular race, especially when these novices try three miles for the first time. And Galloping Deschamps, outside of a, a bad run at Limerick when the ground was just bottomless and he didn't go a yard, um, you know, he was sixth in grade one company over an inadequate two miles. He stepped up here, still only a five-year-old. I just think he's going to be very, very hard to be here. Uh, brave man's cape, gentleman's game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just had to, had to put it in. Uh, you're back uh, from that all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
look, I, I still think he's a he's a work in progress. I think Connections would have been very happy with the run the last day. I know he was beaten at odds on, but they're not the ones pricing it up. I think that was a good run for his education. And as Dex said perfectly, he's a horse for next year. And I think anything they do right now is a bonus. Um, so it would be galloping to Sean pretty confidently, confidently for me. Like Jordan said, if he's not my nap, he's certainly my next best because there is a certain other Gavin Cromwell staying hurdler that, that's coming up later on. <laughs> if anybody could guess, but um, and and he's a ludicrous price, but um, like you think it's like two to one or something, um, so yeah, no, for for me it would be um, it would be galloping to jump. Fantastic, that's a clean sweep, clean sweep. Usually <laughs> that goes oh, well in in previous weeks. In previous weeks, they, it's not gone very well. So we they're first past the post and chucked. They're first past the post and chucked out when it's a clean sweep, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's all right. We take that one. Right, take moving it. on to the next race on the Wednesday, which is the Punchestown Gold Cup. Um, fascinating race here uh, with some of them coming from the Cheltenham Gold Cup here. Albin Forto was a little, little tiny bit disappointing. Um, you said, I'm, I'm going to say, I think he was a little tiny bit disappointing, Declan. Um, Klander Zobo coming over for the Nichols camp. Um, whew, Fakir de Riz was, was, was impressive at Aintree. Ken Boy flopped at Cheltenham. I don't know why they really put him in that race. Mellon should be better here. Um, and then easy game, obviously, is the 20 to 1 outsider with Manella indoor not taking part now after finding out the uh, bruise. So let's start with you, Jordan, on this race. The Bunchestown Gold Cup, where were you going? So I'm all over Napdes Oboe here, I think. Napdes Oboe, oh. oh. So, I mean, it was obviously, for me, I think it was blatantly obvious that Aintree, it was the, it was the cheap pieces that, that did it for him. Um, finally got him sort of straight and settled because the time before... Um, it, it, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> it's just uh, but, me saying sorry to people. I'm not being harsh. <laughs> I don't think um, I'm being harsh. <laughs> so obviously, Clandesobo in New Newbury, I thought he was, he, he sort of didn't want to go past, did he? He was like just happy to run alongside and then they put the cheap pieces on him and he turned into Pegasus at Aintree. You know, he was absolutely whoosh away mm. and gone. Uh, and he, you know, he didn't be, he, he did, you know, it's not like he raced against. You know, fifty-eight rated handicappers. He was he was racing against some real top horses in that race. Um, admittedly, you know the likes of Native River, maybe a little bit past it, but I, I think he he, he really put in a demolition job. He had it all in one way. It was you know it was it was it was out the back catching the seagulls on his way back, um, back around the back around the home straight. It was unbelievable. And if you can repeat that here, I think again anything can win this i think it's a race where realistically even if you wanted to put up easy game you've got an argument there for it um melon looks booked for second again because it's melon and that's just what he does he'll just fluke his way into second or you know whatever um so yeah i think i'd be i think i'd be happy enough you know honestly to play the forecast condesobo first melon second straight forecast i think that's probably my better the week to be honest better week yeah. Now that's interesting. Does that mean it's a nap? It's it's a it's an absolute nap cast. Whoa. Yeah, I tell you what, <laughs> Declan, you've been after these um forecasts for weeks. If he comes on and gets a forecast, mate. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh Declan, Declan. <laughs> Come on. Stay with me second. Melon. Yeah. Where's the little? Where's the little? Never mind a second. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the winner then, Declan? 
Uh, it's Kenboy for me. He, he won the last renewal. He doesn't enjoy Cheltenham. And is that what he's priced up on again? You know, he, 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 he's good at Ainsley. He's good at Leopardstown. He's good here. He's he's a top-class three-miler. You know, he, he's beaten Albion Photo here. And by the way, Chris, I thought that was a great run from Albion Photo. Um, I mean, a little bit harsh. And I think, I think that run sets the standard here. You know, toward the Gold Cup, pulled miles clear. That was that was a great Gold Cup. That was a really, really good race. You know, Frodon took, took him along for as long as he could, you know, and, and then he just wasn't good enough. But he set the race up. You know, that was a proper race. The rest of the field fell away and those three horses turned for home and went at it. And Albion Photo just couldn't get to them because they were better on the day. Albion Photo has probably ran to form there. And and those two horses are just improving. Um, and they probably improved past them. I thought that was as good a gold cup as you're going to see. Um, and it's, it's I think I'm being harsh on Albion Photo there. You know, and there's there's no shame in being toured in that race. Um, well cleared of the rest. That was that was a great race. It really, really was a proper gold cup. You're talking about top class animals. I've said all season that we're not appreciating the stay and chase division at the moment because these horses are, you know, they they have been around. You know, the likes of the Delta Works, and you know, they have been around. They're quite exposed, but they're top class, and the, the depth of the Day and Chase division is unbelievable. And hopefully, we will look back on it and remember it as as a great year. There probably wasn't this much depth around when Cotto and Denman were around. You know, I know there was there was plenty around, but we're not appreciating this era quite like we did that era, and it's top class. And um, Clandesavo. Look, I don't know what to make of entry. I don't know what to make of entry in general. It was a bit of a farce the festival, wasn't it? Like, like Clondor, you know, just a touch on Clandesobo and Fakir Diddery. Clondor Castle was second to Clandesobo and Nutswell was second to Fakir Diddery. And Clandesobo won, won by about 100 lengths. Like, are you t- is that real form that you can hang your hat on? You Not really, no. Nope. No substance to that form. There, there really isn't. And Clandesovo probably isn't the horse he was a year ago. You know, he was below form in the King George. And that entry festival was just, I don't know. It can get like that, though. The best horse can just scoot away from the Mar entry. It's flat as a pancake. And there's nothing to stop the one in front. The horse in second has thrown the tail in. There's nothing to stop the horse in front running away. And he's enjoying himself, you know, because it's so flat. They just, they just scoot away. And that's what skills up these winning margins. And, you know, you're, you're a fool if you believe them. Um, it happens at Kempton also. But I, I can't have Clanders over. Like, he was beaten by another Nichols horse at, at Newbury. Um, you no, I, I know he gave way to him, but he's, he's, got, he's racing against Albion Foto and Kenboy here. Mm. You know, and, and I think Albion Foto ran the form in the Gold Cup. I, I, that was just... You know that live, live long in the memory. I think it was a, it was a great race and fantastic. the fraud on he set it up for them. There was no hiding place in that, and that's why they all fell away. Kenboy couldn't live with them. He you know he doesn't like it around there, and he couldn't go with them. And 
it, it probably hasn't taken that much out of him, but I think he's going to be good here um, on, on Wednesday. I think he's going to enjoy this. And he has beaten Albion Photo here. Too. Yeah. Now, and that was a great race as well. The two of them went at it. He didn't beat him by much. And, you know, just looking at the prices, there's probably a bit of value about him. Mellon's a headbanger. And he's probably done for the season now. You know, maybe he hasn't recovered from the, the Leperstown run. He ran an absolute cracker. But he was behind Ken Boy. And easy game. I'm not sure he gets the three miles. He didn't in the RSA. He didn't he run here run at Christmas over three miles. Um I, I don't think he quite gets it. Uh he did win over two and a half miles at Fairy House, but the trip would be a concern. He he's a look if, if you do think he get it, he's a lovely price because he's a he's a fair horse, but you do have to remember Alvin Foto is here, Clan de Zobo is here, and Kenboy is here. Fakir did a read. You know, he maybe would have speculated better for the Gold Cup next year or maybe the King George, but just, you know, I like bigger prices at Bellum and I, I just, I don't know, I, I just, that entry form, it's just, there's no substance to it. You know, it, it's like what we'd normally say about Punches Down Farm. I just think it's going to be different this year at Punches Down. I think all the best horses have been freshened up, you know, Irish trainers have said where the money is and they, they haven't needed to go. To entry, they haven't even wanted to go to entry. You know, a lot prize money. You prize money of Brexit, you've COVID, and uh, I, I just think it's going to be a great festival. And yeah, it'll be Ken Boy for me here. Andrew, um, oh yeah, no, it's a it's a good race, and it's really unfortunate we're losing Manella Indo. But look, it's as as I said at the top of the show, it's just it's a very minor thing, and in the grand scheme of things, it's really not the end of the world. It does take for yeah. the race, but it is what it is. If Manila turned um, up, would she be all right here, the winner? Manila, no. Yeah. Um, I was going for Kenboy, by, by the way. Manila, yeah. I, I, as I said, like going into the Gold Cup, all Manila Indo needs is an end-to-end -end even gallop, which he didn't get the two times at Leopardstown. And, you know, if he got that... There was, um, I, I don't know at Christmas, Andy. Well, he fell at Christmas, but... Yeah, that was off his... That was... Yeah, no, Christmas was a bit, it was a stop-start before Mellon kind of went, um, and it was just one of them things when he fell, but like, especially in the uh, the Irish Gold Cup, Ken Boy, that was just a doddle, and they, they sped up, and Manella Indo never jumped at that speed in his life, um, and I actually, I, I ironically, I think that actually nearly put him right for the Gold Cup, believe it or not, um, you know, because I know he didn't jump too well, but it just, it gave him a little bit of experience, and, and like a clever and progressive but, horse that he is, he, he came yeah. on for you need to fall sometimes. That's you know, it, yeah. Exactly. And I think it swings one way or the other, though, doesn't it? Some of them, it falls, and it's like the confidence is shattered. Uh, and others, it's like, you know, it gears them up, and they think, right, mm. that's not happening again. So, that's, yeah, that's a, fair enough. Some horses do just, they, they'd fall. They'd fall some don't get over them. Some don't get over them. I, I yeah. do see John Larrisey's back in Albion fall, but it wouldn't be like John to back a favourite. <laughs> he's worse than you, Andy. Did he back me today? No, I, I, going back to Aintree, like Clan de Zobo, like <laughs> just looking at the race, right? he, he beats he beats Clandall Castle, who's just a handicapper by 26 lengths. He beats Native River, who was let out of the retirement home for the day, but you know, in third. <laughs> he beats a horse in Tiger Roll, who hadn't ran over regulation fences in like four years and was somehow eight to one for the race. He beats Aso, who clearly doesn't stay three miles, but yet runs over three miles every other day of the week. 
waiting patiently. Well, th- we've been waiting patiently for him to do something <laughs> decent for a while. That hasn't happened. Militarian was just there for the laugh. I, I think he lost a dare in the yard or something. Had to turn it. <laughs> Real Steel got the Paul Nichols syndrome from the the Thistle Bloodstock and Mister Fisher. Like, I just rest my case. He was fifteen to two. Like grade one, you'd like. Let's call a spade a spade here. He's beaten Clondalk Castle by half the track. Easy game would have beat him by half the track, and he's mm. twenty to one here. You know, like you know, it's it's great that he got his win first time cheap pieces. Like even like I I'm, a, I'm usually an advocate for the race and post ratings. They said that was a career best one seven eight. So whoever did them's clearly on drugs. Like <laughs> it's just he's just beaten completely inferior horses. It's like when you were that big kid in school. And I was usually the little weak kid, so the, the bigger person just, you know, you, you pick a fight with the weaker kid to feel good. That's what Clan Dezobo did it, did it, Andrew. Yeah, not um, <laughs> No, I wish. <laughs> um, no, but look, uh, what, as I said, Clan Dezobo was the big bully at Aintree, and now the little kid's big brothers are here at Punchestown, and they're probably going <laughs> to be seven shades of shit into they're huge. <laughs> they're massive. Be huge. <laughs> yeah, Clandor Castle went and told Albion Photo on him, and now, now he's in trouble. Um, so, look, Albion Photo, six to four, Kenboy, four to one. Um, look, Kenboy's beating him. He is at, at this at this course and distance. You know, the ground, if it was soft ground, I'd probably be favouring Album Photo. I think it might have been, I think the ground was lively enough for him at Cheltenham. And I, like Declan said, I, like, I think that was an absolutely fine run. I don't think he lost anything whatsoever in defeat. I just think he bumped into two exceptional staying chasers. And we really should appreciate them. Fakir Dudery appeared to not stay three miles um, at Christmas time. Now he's worth another go. He's still only six and he's in good form. Uh, seven to one's too short though. Easy game. Um, bit of a purgatory horse now. It was nice to see him, or he's nice to see him win last time out. But look, he's, he's it's my fair grade one horse. Um, he still right, Paddy by half a length. Yeah, like it's like again, he gets in the winners' enclosure. He's probably entitled to take his chance, but he shouldn't be really troubling these. And then Melon, um. You just don't know what you're going to get with Mellon, really, do you? Um, he deserves a, his day in the sun, but he is a flatbread. He's nine now. Um, he had a grueling race at, at Leopardstown, which I personally don't think he's going to... I don't think he... I think that this is just one step too many in, in a tough enough season for him now. Uh, so it brings me down to the Mullins, Joe. Is it Ken Boy? Is it Album Photo? I think they both have an equal chance, but one is four to one and the other six to four. So with that logic, it would be Ken Boy for me. And the drying ground, you feel. I know there's due a bit of rain on Wednesday, but not really enough to probably make. I mean, I know it's later on the day this race, isn't it? You're talking like five yeah, o'clock at night really, and due the rain. Yeah, um, see a good little ground change. It won't there, get in in time. The washing in. Yeah, yeah. Just giving you the weather report. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next race we are going to cover. Thanks for that, guys. We is the champion flat race, champion Irish national hunt Jesus. flat race, and. Jesus, don't say that. And we see the two um, clash again here, Kilcruitt and Sir Gerhard, and they are both priced equally at five to four each. And then we've got Lake Winners, Winnipesaukee, I'm going to say. You know, I'm terrible with pronunciation. <laughs> Winnipesaukee. <laughs> Unfortunately, that horse ran out last time when absolutely looking like he was going to hack up. Eric Goldberg hasn't been seen for a long, long time. Um, he was quite well fancied um, when he last raced. Um, 
Ramillies was another one that was quite fancy for the bumper. But um, where do we go here? Do Does Kilcruit reverse the places with Sir Gerhard? I can't see it myself. What do you think, Andrew? Uh, it depends what pace is on, really, doesn't it? Like, Rachel mm. just stole that champion bumper. If, if, to be brutally honest, just, just call it as it is. It was a great ride from the front. Um, I think Kilcrude had Kilcrude had too much to do. Um, would I have a bet in a in a race that's supposed to be for L play drivers? No. Um, it's just I, I I don't like Grade One tags on bumpers. I've, I've said that a lot of times. Um, especially when we see very well experienced six year olds in them, I just think it's a farce. Like they, these horses won't be trying fences outside a novice company until they're eight rise and nine. Yeah. Like you know, it's just. Cool. It, it annoys me um but anyway look it is what it is it's the world we live in uh yeah lake winnabasake chris i think was the way uh jerry hannon uh uh when he appeared to take the wrong track <laughs> which was yeah. correct but um and i did i felt bad for uh young fahi um no relation to lauren i'm sure because there's an a in the second name she usually gives out um but look I, I he's a very very nice horse and they must think quite a lot of them to love him in here um, and I'm surprised he wasn't sold, even though he made that little blip, because he was going to win, I'm fairly sure. Um, great to see Eric Bloodax back as well. He's obviously not been the easiest to train. Yeah. Um, but look, it probably is, again, yet another duel between a Mullins pair. It's like it's it's the story of the, the week by the looks. Um, do I want to split them? Like They're, they're 11 to 8 and 11 to 10. Uh, oh. Like I, I would say it, it depends if if it's a if it's a leisurely gallop, Sir Gerhard will probably win. Uh, he's bags of speed, but if if they go too quick, it would suit Kilcrut. But I think they went way too quick at the Dublin Racing Festival, which no matter how impressive Kilcrut was, he was still technically flattered by it. I think, and um, because yeah, he was the only one that could kind of it was an entry distance, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it, it was too. Way. It was it was an entry distance. <laughs> entry distance. It was like it was like Clanda's elbow in there. Um and now look for maybe Sir Gerhard. Um I, I think he should be favour here, but eleven to eight versus eleven to ten, it's it's not really a betting heat for me, but yeah, it'd be Sir Gerhard. Declan. Yeah, look, Andy said it. Rachel stole it. She absolutely stole that race and Patrick has chosen Sir Gerhard. I think Andy's been a little bit harsh on, on jockeys like uh, in this. Nico de Boinville probably wouldn't get put up on something in this race. You know, like uh, a lot of these are, are, are very, very good jockeys. Um, you know, like Patrick, Derek O'Connor, Tom Hamilton, you know, Jamie Codd, Barry O'Neill, Declan Lavery. Have I left anyone out? Like, Young, well, I left young fatty out, but he did take the wrong course. Look, it's someone has ran out, but he did take the wrong course and it was very, very unfortunate. And uh, look, on Thursday, we get the touch on Goshen, and you know, in Ireland, there's not always red. <laughs> Where will he end up? Ruby's double, <laughs> he and Joe's water smash. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's going to be a problem for him. Uh, it was very, very unfortunate. He, you know, coming off the bend, he took the chase course and he was going to win that race by miles. He was going to win that race by an entry. And the winner has come out and won on Easter Sunday at Fairy House. So you do have to respect that form. 
And look, I don't Kilcrow after Leopardstown looked exceptional. The fact Patrick's getting off now, I, I, I don't know what to think. I can't really work that out because Rachel did steal that race. And I know mm-hmm. going into the Leopardstown race, Patrick was wondering was he on the right horse, but he was so good. And I know they went a crazy gallop and it collapsed, but it was so good. And he spoke very, very highly of him after it. And now he's jumped off and he's, you know, is he, does he not accept that he was outrode by Rachel? You know, I don't know. I wouldn't be getting off Kilcrook because I just think Kilcrook, after he was outridden, he wasn't beaten that far and he, he just he just couldn't get to Sagerhard. And I think next time, I think he's going to be Sagerhard on Wednesday. Um, if I wanted, would I be back annoyed at him at those prices? They're too short for me. I'd probably have expected a bet on, on Lake... Um, Okay. Yeah, late, yeah, Indian lake there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even try it, Nash. Don't even try uh, it. Will I look Laura, it up? Laura's 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 up. Uh, Winnie Bisaki. is an interesting runner in the Simon Manier colours for the Crawfords. Uh, he, 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 he's unbeaten. He's only ran in one race. Um, I, I think he'll probably beat Sir Gerhard. I won't be having a bet now. I think Kilcrow beats if you're putting it down to a match, Kilcrow beats are very hard for me. Um I'll probably have you know, if I'm doing a multiple in each way multiple, I'll probably throw like Winnipesaki into it and, and hope he hits the ground. Many runners we've got, like we've got eight runners, if they all stand the ground, you know, you yeah you've been hoping he, he hits the frame, like you know, but I think I think Patrick's made a mistake here. Um I think the crop beats are very hard. I, I just think he ran a cracker. He just couldn't get him. Uh, and Patrick was outridden. There's, there's no two ways about it. Rachel was in that farm. And sometimes when jockeys are in the farm, they just keep putting the horses in the right places. They just mm. they, they, they can't help it. The horse They put the horse in the right place and just, they do the rest. And that's what she done that day. That's what she done all week. Yeah. And the crook came after Sir Gerhard. He just couldn't get there. Yeah, it was um she stole it really, didn't she? She, she it was a great ride. Yeah, fantastic really ride. Was. You can you can see you can see the places being reversed. It's an interesting clash and um one that will run into next season because hopefully those will both go over hurdles and we'll see where they go. One's probably more of a type, would you think, for the uh Albert Bartlett? One is more type <laughs> for the That's an awful thing to say about a horse. <laughs> <laughs> He's an Albert Bartlett horse. Nobody's ever bred Kill Cruitt is an Albert Bartlett horse. <laughs> you are? Interesting, actually. Um, Kill Cruitt is the Albert Bartlett horse. Kill Cruitt. Yeah, yeah Kill Cruitt. Sorry. Interesting. Harsh on any horse. Mm. Jordan, what about you for this one? Again, I don't really know what's happening tonight, but it seems like pretty much every race I'm agreeing with Deck on because I think he's oh. just summed up absolutely perfectly, to be honest. I must be wrong, so. Fair, fair <laughs> play, Deck. Um, but uh, I just think it's it, it's it's one of those ways. It's, it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be a real ding dong battle, I think. Um, and I'd rather do something like speculative each way bet and just hope they can sort of make the frame because as the bookies have got, there's nothing to really split them both. I mean, I've, I've got it on here with bet, bet three six five. They're both priced up at eleven to eight. Um, so there is literally nothing to split them. We're talking about the tactics. Obviously, paid at Cheltenham. It, it was it was a very sort of tactical affair. Um, and 
of course the places can be removed can be removed can be reversed rather um and i think kilcrook was staying on really powerfully but i think he'd just been left with a little bit too much to do um so with, with a you know with a better ride i think he's it, definitely the one i think if if you put a gun to my head and said like which one do you think is going to win out of the two of them it'd be kilcrook for me definitely um but i'm gonna make it a little bit more interesting and not be boring and sort of start you know going for 11 to 8 on every race but this O'Toole, don't really know much about it because he's only had one run and won by 15 lengths. So, you know, he, he really did bolt up. I've got no idea what to make of that. But we're talking about, you know, this late, I'm not even going to try saying it, late, late win. I'll just call it late win. Mm. Um, that, that's being back basically because it was going to bolt up. It didn't, but it was going to if it kept on the same, or if it kept on the right course, it was going to bolt up. O'Toole bolted in by 15 lengths. He didn't run out and, and, you know, act up. He went on and he did his job and he won by a mile. So why is he 20s and the lake thing is 12s? doesn't really make much sense. I don't know. It doesn't make much sense to me, though. Is, is it because people are talking the about... The second uh, little big Rocky was smashed up on his next start and he was yeah. a 250 to one shot, so he was probably oh, well, a bad bumper. Well, well, yeah, but it was um, bought by Simon Manier, though, so like, yeah, yeah, it is interesting. Um, but I, I think going forward. I, that's just that's something I'd do in this kind of race. I'd just you know, stick a just a couple of quid each way on that and just watch the spectacle. But I think realistically, I think Kilcrop closer closer to the pace, I think he's gonna he's gonna smash in here. I think, um, five or six lengths. I think Kilcrop takes this to be honest, hmm. right? Uh, go on. Jack. Oh, sorry, I was just saying that you said that Lake Winnosake was in Indian Lake. It's actually the largest US lake, or it's no. actually the largest lake in the state of New Hampshire. One okay. of the cleanest lakes in the US. It's great for swimming. There's 38 campsites, and it's uh, covering 69 square miles of land. So there I you know, go, that's I Lake in India, as in where you get your curry from. I mean, <laughs> I meant Indians as in Native Americans. Oh, uh, good comeback. Hey, good comeback. Yeah. <laughs> saved that one, didn't you, Declan? Great save. <laughs> you saved that, Muddy. Right, this is going to move on to the next one. Moving on to Thursday now. The two grade ones on Thursday, we're starting with the champion stayers hurdle. We may as well just come to you, Andrew, because I know exactly what you're going to say. Florin Porter. Has no chance. Nap no, way. he's your uh, nap. He nap is your nap. Yeah, nap and Porter. Yeah, look, um, I'm... Maybe like I did say that it was a huge price at two to one. Like maybe you have to take into a mind that he has had a long enough season, and you know it, it's a you know it, it it could it could be an issue. But like he just wears his heart in his sleeve, and he's just so awesome. I I, I like he's the best staying hurdler around. I think it, it it's hard to kind of argue otherwise. Um, like I think even if Time Hill was in the was in the stairs hurdle, I don't think he would have got near him personally. Like he, he got by Roxana just about, which I, don't get me wrong, it's a fine performance. But like this horse, but like you don't see horses win the stairs hurdle and and not get shown the whip. And he just was so effortless. And he, he's as I said, only a six year old going the right way. Um, look, it's it's not it's, for me if if he hasn't had one race too many, it's he just wins, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, like Ronald's pump is in there, but we he haven't seen him in in a good few months. And you know, he could be the fly in the ointment. He. He ran an absolute belter against uh, Honeysuckle and the Hatton's Grace and we last seen him when Honeysuckle yeah. was maybe, well, she wasn't fit, obviously. Well, she wasn't fully fit and they went very, very slow and she came, you know, she she just about held on from the fast finishing Ronald Pump, who was probably a bit unlucky to, to not win that, 
to be honest with you. But we haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, sorry to bear lay. Like he's been beaten twice now by Florian Porter. Like he just should not. As I said, unless unless Florian Porter is really feeling it, well then, just forget about it. Sadly, are like he's he's a shell of himself now. They're trying three miles for the laugh. Um, unless it's a Nichols Canyon job where they just find him down the back of the couch and he wins a wins a stairs prize. But I don't think Sadler is as good as Nichols Canyon. Um, classical dream, another flying the ointment. Like we like, is he still alive? Are they just are they just putting it, putting him here just to to calm everybody down? Uh, Fury Road pulled up last time. Didn't really, you know, the stairs hurdle didn't really go according to plan. Um, like he was hampered. Um, but look, I don't think that was the the be all and end all in, in the winning or losing. It was, it was, it was a long way out as well. It was only going out onto the second circuit, I think. So, uh, French Dynamite probably exposed at this level. Beacon Edge, um, Deal Care, both. Like maybe it's unfair to call them exposed at this level for Beacon Edge anyway. Um, Bacardi's Nagra Part are certainly exposed at this level, um, at at their ages. So let's just you just look through the field and you're just kind of looking for any superlatives to throw them. And the only thing that I could, the only two things that I could really see, um, are the long season having an effect on them, or if the mayor heaven help us can maybe if if she's declared here if she mm. pesters him on the front end because she's a very progressive mayor as well um so that would be just in the back of my mind if if hennessy just lets i'm not sure if they're going to let the the young the young lad go out again is it connor connor mcnamara was who rolled connor mcnamara yeah. Get, yeah they they just like they let him go at leopardstown and they let him go in the coral cup and um, this is a whole different kettle of no, fish. No, sorry, Richie Condon. Richard Condon was Richie Condon. Richie yeah. Condon. Sorry. Yeah. So like he's gotten two soft enough leads, especially in the Coral Cup. I don't know if they they thought the orange silks were just like the equine equivalent of a safety car or something. I don't know what yeah, was going yeah. on in the, in the yeah. Coral Cup, but um, it, it's just for me. I, I do think that that it would be. It's just hard to see Florian Porter getting beat, but. If if heaven help us was entered and she she ended up you know getting on the front end with heaven help us it would worry me a little bit um but I don't think she would be good enough to be taking this particular prize especially after the two tough enough races that she's had just just one I'd mention um just want your yeah. opinion on on the storyteller who's looped who Should has looked a real improver this year do you not think the storyteller part? like he's, he's had it's some story isn't it he's yeah. had some season um but then again he was beating nine legs by flooring porter should he be reversing mm. that form um at a, at a track that would probably suit flooring porter more than than Cheltenham probably yeah. would have De declan let's come to you on next one look the, the storyteller has been one of the best chasers in ireland mm. this like you know i really admire the horse i really do you know like i i just know he's He's improved so much this season for for chasing and you like he he won the down royal race was he second in the Irish Gold Cup yeah uh, yeah you know like he he's been exceptional over fences um second in the Christmas hurdle I would have backed him in the Grand National he came out last minute and yeah. I don't know he's not running the Gold Cup has he mm. come out of the Gold Cup he's going to come out this is you know yeah he's come out of the Gold Cup yeah yeah you know he he's was there so he, he might come out of this. There, there might be, he might, he might be coming out of this. Like, you know, 
I don't know why you're running this and not running the goal up after the season he's had. He's he's been mm. exceptional on offences. Um look, Florent Porter, you know, he's he's been he's been a great story, hasn't he? And you know, and I know Danny had no fear that from, I put my arm around the shoulder and the <laughs> show on the podcast, gave a little talking to you, you know. So when you're coming down that hill, you just take it easy. Don't go on Hardy Skelton on us, you know. Remember you have to get up it, you know. Um no, it was an exceptional ride. Uh we did speak about the you know, coming down the hill on a horse like Florent Porter and you're looking up at the stand. I know there was no people there, but you you can feel yourself travelling really, really well and you think I'm gonna win this and you know, how do you hold on to a horse? You just wanna let him go and if you let him go coming down that hill, you turn and, and meet the rising ground uh, as the horse starts treading water. You know, it's a long way out, but it was an exceptional ride. My eye was on Beacon Edge, and I thought he was travelling like the winner because I was expecting Florham Porter to be caught. And I just think Beacon Edge didn't get home. Uh, he still finished fourth, but he travelled very, very sweetly right up until the last hurdle. And again, like I said earlier, this is a different test. That that test at Cheltenham on the new course, three miles over hurdles, is unique. You know, we're a mile to go, there's only two hurdles to jump. And that run between the second last and the last is very, very long, and horses get beaten there. If you don't get, you know, you probably need to get three and a half miles to get home there. And Beacon Edge didn't. He travelled very, very sweetly, and I think he's going to be very, very dangerous here. Now, I don't know what you do to beat Florham Porter, because he's going to go out in front, he's going to run his own race, and, you know, yeah, he, does, a, does a stable have to run something to pest him? Because you don't want to go with him. Because if, if that's not your style, you're going to beat yourself. So I'm not sure what you do to beat him. Um, sorry to Berlay looks held by Florent Porter on, on two runnings. Ronald Pump would have been my bet for the stairs. And I did have an anti-post bet on him. And he is... He's got the closest to Honeysuckle this season, and it was only half a length. And you can say she wasn't fit. You know, he had to run at Navin. He did fall. He was travelling sweetly enough. I think, sorry, the Berlay won it. French Dynamite ran in the race. But that was a big, big run. He ran her down to the line. Um, I think Beacon Edge was in third. But he's a sort of horse. He's always going to be overpriced around the pump. And, you know, um, well, you said he's off a long time, and he is... is What's is the Hatton's Grace's last run? Uh, yeah, he picked up an injury there around Christmas yeah. time, which railed him out. But they got him back, um, and I, they might have a little summer campaign with him. I don't know. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of good hurdle races for him, but it's good yeah. to see him back anyway. Yeah, look, yeah he goes, I, usually runs well after a break. He does. Yeah, yeah you know. So um, I think he's coming here in a nice enough choice, and I think he's definitely worth a bet. Soul Pretenders are very interesting. Mm. He's, he's another underrated horse due to connections. And mm. um, all his farms over two miles. He was well fancy for a Galway hurdle a couple of years ago. Um, and look, it's it's who knows what this step up and trip. He, he won the last day at, at nice odds. He was about, he was definitely good with figures anyway. Yeah, and um, yeah, so he has a run into him. It's it's what he finds. He's Tell me more about Norman Lee. I don't know much about him. I don't know a lot about him either. No, no. Um, I don't know a lot about you know the horse. Galway Hurdles kind of under the radar but well fancied. Um 
Yeah, look, it's, it's Ronald Pump for me. I do really like Beacon Edge. I think he's a classy, classy horse. But what do you do with him? You know, yeah. they got to have another crack at the Hatton's Grace. Mm. If, if Honeysuckle is staying out of hurdles, why would you change it? You know, if the Brack has, has won a Hatton's Grace, uh, I'm not sure if Hurricane Floyd ever tried it. Uh, I know it's two and a half miles, but, you know, to, to win a champion hurdle, sometimes you, you do need to get it. And that's all again. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> uh, look, yeah, look, Ronald Pump for me, he would have been my bet in the stairs. I, I backed Beacon Edge in the air and I thought he travelled very, very sweetly. And I do think this different test is going to give him a better chance than it did at Cheltenham. And I think yeah. he'll be a lot closer to Flora and Porter. I'm, I'm mad to take on Flora and Porter. I'm probably being a fool, but, you know. If he gets his own way out in front, it's game over for me. Look, it's it, too. It, yeah, it's very hard to take them on because you know not every horse is a front runner, and if you run mm. horse doesn't want to be making the running, you're gonna get beaten. Like you know, yeah, it's like when people give out about the likes of Jamie Spencer. Like a lot of horses he rides wouldn't be that close, in, no. you know, to winning a race if he didn't ride them the way he does. And people are saying yeah. that he's held them up at the back, but you know, they're, they're pack animals. Some of them need to be ridden that way. If you're gonna go and make the running. You know, it's three miles. If, if you're going to go and hustle that horse and get into a race, you're probably going to be beaten because your, your stamina is done by the time you're turning for home. But, yeah, yeah I, I really, really like Beacon, Beacon Edge. I think we will be a lot closer. But Ronald Pump was going to be my selection for the this, stairs. This so that's where I'm going to go here again. Declan, what about you? Uh, not Declan. I mean, Jordan, and yourself? <laughs> you might as well start calling me Declan anyway because I'm agreeing <laughs> with everything he's saying every two minutes at the moment. Um but no, realistically, I think the only thing that puts me off about Ronald Pump is obviously, like Andy said, he's picked a, he picked an injury up on his last start. You don't know how it's going to affect him. Um, it is a question mark. How big a question mark is, I don't really know. Um, I've decided to stop following Liz Nigorowski now. Um, I've been following it off a cliff for about you know a year, a year and a bit. Uh, I think we can all sort of admit. You know, no, no offense to the connection. You know, Rebecca Curtis, she, she, she does a good job, but I think we can all put that down to a bit of a fluke that he won that stairs hurdle. Um, however, um, for me, I genuinely can't believe Heaven Helpers is thirty threes. I know this is a this is a it's, it's a lot harder a task for him to, to to turn up to this, but you're asking you're asking me to pick like you know Floyd Porter fifteen to eight. Good horse, but I would not. I don't want to. I don't want to touch those odds. I'm looking at anything with any value. I think is the most overpriced horse of the week. Heaven help us by a, by a mile, or is it? Is it well, the mare. Sorry. Uh, so she she's the most overpriced horse I think of the entire festival. I think it is a huge price at thirty threes. You're going to be able to get what five five places a bet on, on most on most betting apps. Whatever you use, use skill bet. Uh, but uh, either way. Yes. You, you're gonna yes, uh, but you're gonna probably get four or five places easily, widely available, and she's gonna tow them along like at Cheltenham. And if she gets away, you never know. But either way, I think if she if she it's, can, it, she's gonna face some competition with. Is with, she? Is with, she? If she's able to lead Flooring Porter for three hurdles, I'll shave my head. What you said this before? <laughs> this is, <laughs> you didn't do it. <laughs> if she if she can just. <laughs> If she can stick in there, <laughs> stay on the premises. Oh, here we go. Uh, if she can stay on the premises, I don't see why she can't pick a place up. Really, thirty-threes. Uh, I think there's question marks over so many of these. Like, you've got Mrs. Milner at twenty-fives. Uh, 
what she doing in a grade one? Um, classical dream. Same as heaven help us. Scored no goal here, really. Um, like classical dream. What's that doing these days? You know, like he's not done anything, has he, for, for ages, for absolutely ages since Cheltenham. I think he's not really done anything since, has he? Who's that? Classical dream. Classical dream. He's in the police. He jumps hard and. Captain, not Barbara Captain. Star. Star. <laughs> so, so you know, th- th- these are these horses that are all shorter than him, than her. Sorry, I keep calling it a boy. Um, that are all shorter than having helpers. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm seeing something that only I'm seeing, but I, I just think it, with with guaranteed extra places, I'd just be playing it by ear and just it, it'd be a, it's sort of a token bet and just thinking, let's see what happens. But I said the exact same at Cheltenham. I thought I'll just put it on at 33s and see what happens and look what went and happened. So you never the, know. The thing about heaven help us is she has been highly tried. Yeah. You know, this is not she's not going into the unknown. She's been highly tried before. They tried a chase campaign. You know, she ran in the Supreme. It's not like they haven't gone here before. They've ran in grade one company. Um they obviously think a lot of her. But she was she was thrown in, in the in the Coral Cup. Yeah. This is she's not thrown in here. She's in the deep end. Well, I mean, and I suppose the other half of it is as well. You know, going back to Richard Condon, what a ride that was! Unbelievable. Yeah, so, it was a fantastic ride for for the yard. Yeah, completely. So if if, yeah. if something like that happens again, and he, he somehow works out some masterminded riding strategy where they can just sort of steal away with it again, like I said, you, you never know. But obviously, for Porter being in here is is just going to tear away. Um, and, and probably take them along. So uh, my my hope is that she'll just stick in there long enough um, to, to linger onto a place at some uh, you know very juicy odds for a place. So um, fingers crossed. And that brings us on to our final race that we are going to cover this week. Well, for Monday anyway. Um, we're going to the novice chase on Thursday, the Ryanair novice chase, and we've got a very 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 short price here with the Nergami at. Uh, four to eleven on probably the uh, smash and grab job, isn't it? As I always call it, smash and grab job. Uh, no Envoyalan coming here. No embittered. Um, yeah, Captain Guinness. Can you see Captain Guinness being a chance in this, Andrew? No. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, point blank. Look, I'd actually take a chance here that Energumi is not going to show up because we've seen him. Like, what what price was he for Fairy? He was like one to three, and he didn't end up running. Mm. Um, so look whatever's coming from that camp it doesn't sound like everything has been right um, well it definitely hasn't been right he missed the article and then it looked like he was all set to go a fairy house and he didn't and Yanadale did go a fairy house and he was brilliant and he's 8-1 to one and he's going to run Captain Guinness could fall Envoy Allen has not run a run Midnight Run has no chance jungle junction no chance zachareva mayor probably just trying to get a bit black type here no chance and embittered will probably run in one of the handicaps so you have only got two places available to you because bookies love robbing people and even though there's eight runners right now you're only allowed to have um two places like uh, granted envoy allen is in there but if there's eight eight runners right now you should be getting three places but look i'm not going to be here complaining about that and um, just steal a little bit of each way value here with Yanadale at eight to one because he's going to run and it, there's been problems with the favour. If Yanadale runs, 
at worst, he'll probably be second. I know it's a little bit of a trip short, kind of below his optimum. You probably want to see him over two and a half. But Captain Guinness is dodgy. And favorite, yeah, like he, he he's famous for running Andy Defray close in a hurdle race. Um, like you know, it's just this isn't a very competitive race in my opinion. I think the two mile grade ones that we saw at Leopardstown were far more competitive than this, especially the one at the Dublin Racing Festival. And I know Yanadil was, um, he's t- he, like after his beginner's chase, he kind of got found out in the wilderness a bit. They went up and trip with them. They're coming back. Um, but you could just you could spot them a mile out. Like I, I backed Franco de Port last time out of Ferry House, and I, I was always confident Franco de Port would be placed with the way he was travelling, but you could your eye was just always drawn to Yanadale. He looked like a changed horse. It looked like he was really, you know, he'd really taken to this chasing game after a couple starts. And you're I'm seeing eight to one quote here. Just back him now and just be happy, even be happy with second place, and you never know the favourite. There's clearly something has been wrong, so I think this is a, a nice bit of plays in here, and I'd be very much like if you're happy enough backing each way, uh, I'd be very confident with Yanadale here to get some sort of return. It's Chris gone to Chris gone soiling then, is he? He's he's, he's blown yeah. away by my analysis there. Blown away, <laughs> Jordan Jordan himself, yeah, I don't know what happened, Jordan. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think Andy is, is spot on there. Like, there's clearly been something not quite right. You know, they're not they're not telling as much, but he's he's missed engagements at the last minute before. If you're touching this anti post at one to three odds on, what is wrong with you? Um, that's all I'd be saying. I think it's it's ludicrous. Um, but you know, if that's what you want to do, you go and do it. Um, but I think it's just it's insanity. Um, and the value does lie with Yanadil. You know, like the last run. Um, other likes of a steering for Longin behind, who's, who's you know not 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 great one winner, but he's no slouch. Um, so I think that form brings brings him into this. Captain Guinness is just untrustworthy. Um, uh, you know you, you don't know what you're going to get on the day. He could put in a clean round and and really do well, or he could just fall at the first hurdle and that's it. You know, uh, first first fence and that's it. So the value definitely does lie with Yanadil. Um, you know, I don't, I don't mean this in a horrible way, but hopefully an Ergie man doesn't turn up. I hope he's all right, but he's, hopefully he doesn't turn up. Then you can get the seven to one. You can rock up on the day and just watch him absolutely scoot up. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's just—I don't know what it is. I think an Ergie man is a bit of an enigma, isn't he? He's a, bit, he's a bit of an enigma. We don't really know what this mystery injury thing has been. It's just—it's just a bit strange. Like I thought the gear up to Cheltenham and everything, and everyone's really looking forward to seeing him, and then like. All of a sudden, it's like, oh well, he's not coming now because there's something wrong with him. But we're not really told what's happened, or you know, it's it's very strange. Um, so, Andy's, put, you know, he said a really good point about him not, you know, there could be something wrong with him. He might not be right. Um, so, yeah, why why would you why would you be sticking your neck on the line back in a one to three shot when you could really find some great value at sevens? I think Yana Dilly is definitely the second. If an Ergie man turned up and everything's Fine, I think Yanadil is still clearly the second best in this race. Um, so I, I'd be more than willing, uh, each way you know, seven to one is too too good to turn down on this for me. It's his only entry, though, yeah. Declan, you, yeah, Yanadil is actually a grade one winner, and um, they won the Powers Gold Cup, which is a grade one. So, look, 
<laughs> it didn't really, didn't really bottom your arse look at this race. You know, it's not great. There's not an awful lot in it. Um, Envoy Allen is still lettered in it. At least, you know, he's been unless taken he's out now. That you know, he's taken out, is he? Yeah. yeah. Well, is he not still? He's, he's still entered until the morning. Maybe, you know. Yeah, he will come out. He will yeah. be taken out. Oh, yeah, I was going to say if he fell at the force and we run here, but no, but he might yeah. leave him in. You know, they have loads of money. They just leave him in. Um. <laughs> But he's obviously not going to be declared if he runs and he finishes the race tomorrow. If what happens at Cheltenham happens, he, he may run here. And wouldn't that be, you know, if I saw it, it's CM Wylan over two miles because, you know, oh. he defeated the article. Um, Get about. Yeah. Uh, Captain Guinness is 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 the most overrated horse in training, I think, at the moment. You know, it's usually a British horse who's overrated. But like this fella finished second to Andy Dufresne over hurdles, and he has just been overhyped since he was. I, I think the official description was vir- you know virtually knocked over in the Supreme. Um, but you know he that was that was the the second last. Like he hadn't even torn for home, so you know the horse has done nothing, and he's always well fancied for races. So. I, I just don't know where it's coming from. You're just blowing money on that horse all the time. Uh, I don't know, Andy. An argument, Willie's horses, it doesn't take an awful lot to pull them out, you know. Um, I don't know. There's a comment there from 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 Paddy about the ground. Would it be a concern? Yeah. That way you can out a fairy house? Um, I... It, oh, go on there, sorry. No, I was just gonna say if 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 that if that's why he came out of Fairy House, sure he's gonna come out here yeah. again. If the ground was a, a concern. Um I'd love to see him here. There might have been something minor wrong. Willie Willie doesn't rush them. You know, I said a British handicapper is sweating. Absolutely sweating. Hundred and ninety. You know, he, you know, where where will where will the British handicapper go back to? You know, when when an argument got his writing from the Irish handicapper that you the British handicapper went back to uh, Doncaster, <laughs> where, where I think Shishkin beat Eldorado LM by less length than he did in the article, but he'd already rated him in the article, you know, to, to find a way to prove that he's better than an argument. So <laughs> if an argument pulls up here, you know, there's no mention and he demolishes this field. The British handicap is going to pull. He might pull the Supreme out of the bag and say, "Well, I'm going to put him up another ten pound." Uh, yeah, look, I, I don't have a massive opinion on this race. There's, you know, looking through it. What the? Uh... Host for Zakareva at the start of the season. She may have ran against Jack Hackett at one stage, and and that's where I start getting involved. For I know she did run. She probably won around Kilbegan, and. But you know the rest of them, I, I don't. Janet, that was a good. It was a good run the last day. Doesn't you know? If you are having a bet, like Andy suggested, do it now. Don't wait till the argument comes out because. Well, if Captain Guinness says in, you're gonna get good value because, you know, there's 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 this aura about Captain Guinness that's absolute nonsense because of a run behind Andy Dufresne. He's done he's done nothing. He's done nothing since then. So, I just see Steve coming in there. He's a Captain Guinness fan, I know. Could you imagine yeah, Captain Guinness yeah, was owned by Simon Minier and Isaac Smith? Oh, stop. Just because Steve Allen's bag on the flow. <laughs> 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 the boy owns 10,000 of them. 
Steve yeah. actually, Steve drinks Guinness for fun, so that's why he is Captain Guinness himself. Mm. You know, he actually, is reincarnated <laughs> Captain Guinness. There's so like Steve's mentioned all mankind there. He went to air. Where, where is Dan's getting? Where's all the British Raiders for here? Because we're turning up with nothing. There's we're nothing not up. in this place. Where are the Raiders? Like, he's not like money anymore. <laughs> you're not like money. Like, you know, you just want to. You know. the, the, yeah, but well, the state, the state of British racing right now, there's the, like the, the conversation is just about prize money. There are far more than just prize money that's wrong with British racing. Have you seen the state of this race, man? Like, come over. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, but over we send something over and win it. Like, surely it's a poor race. Why are poor race? If Captain Guinness is going to go our favourite, yeah, it, it's a hey, poor race. Like, send something over. Come on, yeah. We Richie actually, got, we even got the good ground MTS lads. We have to impart that. <laughs> Richie actually said in the comments there of Fumble de Sevilla who ran Shishkin pretty close. He like he would have gone pretty closer, you would have thought, if yeah. he did come over. Realistically, on that on that form, you know, I know Shishkin might have been a little bit below his best, but like he's like Fumble de Sevilla is probably a better horse than Captain Guinness. I, I he's achieved more yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. Yeah, no, but um was I was about to say something there? But, oh yeah, what what do you think Energomenes um Optimum trip do you think is going to be going forward? Because he seems to be pigeonholed as this two and a half miler, even though he's been brilliant over two miles. Do you think he's going well, to be improving going up there? Or you... I, I I think he was um he was exceptional on debut or at Gowran over two and a half miles on heavy ground. Like he's probably quite versatile ground wise and trip wise. What's his best? Yeah, time will tell, I suppose. It might be a three-miler, really. Like, he's just a good horse. Yeah. Um, he's just a good horse. He seems very, very versatile. But, you know, they, they found themselves winning the two-mile races, and he was the best of winnings. And look, it is an awful shame that he didn't go to... Um, it would have been very interesting because, you know, Harry Skelton went and done that thing he does, didn't he? You know, went all... It would have been... Yeah, it would have been really... It would have been a very well uh, run to suit the Oracle because he ended up at Fox Rock Village. They tried to, when they tried to pull him up <laughs> in the Irish Oracle, like he ended up the other side of the track at Leopard's yeah. Like he, you know, he's always getting going. Sign. Yeah, uh, uh, always, always a very good sign. So it would have been interesting. I don't think you know we've seen them make the run, and but he, Paul Townend definitely wouldn't have, have, have gone that gallop with you know the Irish jockeys are they're never in a panic. <laughs> So it would be. It's an awful shame. It's an awful shame. But the British handicappers delighted. So you know, if he does turn up and win by an entry here, the British handicapper will go back to. I don't know. Maybe some run at Kempton to say oh, I'm at that point and an extra ten pound on the back of the couch here. Yeah, um, Mick, yeah. Mick Pastor is now rated 150. Are you taking a pause? <laughs> I just put Jordan's route. British racing is in a complete state, and that's why Clandazobo is a baffling nap. There's always an exception. There's always an exception to the rule. Maggie has Celtic blood in him. He's Welsh. Right. Other selections for this coming week, boys. Uh, let me just get mine out of the way. Obviously, the nap is Galapon de Champ. And one that I do like tomorrow at 340. I've just mentioned it to you in the chat, boys, was. Um, um, great burr for the Thomas Gibney yard um, with Darrow O'Keefe on board. I do think 
He's got a decent little pot in him um, off the mark of one, two, four. He's been coming up against some decent sorts. I think he'd be envious. Yeah, he ran in the, he ran in the race at Hearts of Trump's one. Um, yeah, he ran well. Out and um, did quite well. And it was there. Up and I don't think, I don't know what it is. I, I, maybe I think more drying ground will be probably better for the yeah. horse, I feel. Yeah. Um, and, you know, back at Nace when he was in, in that maiden hurdle, he was battered by Gemoir and. Um, micromanage great bill was third but he split envious editor who's a decent you know he's not i don't even know what i'm saying that he's not really decent really i'm, I'm maybe i'm just clutching at straws but i think great bear off one two four looks a decent shout yeah. uh each way eight to one that could be one and i'll take a little bit of a price on that at eight to one tomorrow um that would be it for me um let's come to you deck anything anything else yeah fourth race tomorrow get you off to a flyer shark hanlon's hallowed star uh, the only race he's won was on good ground. You know, he's been behind Decimation uh, and his horse, MC Muldoon, and I'm wide receiver. Uh, he's, he's about 7-1. to one. He's very, very interesting. And then, if you want to roll her on to Jesse Evans. Jesse Evans been behind uh, Echoes and Rain. Uh, Belfast Panther, Desir de Large. You know, um, nice form again. And then... Andy might talk about this, but his uncle Chris Jones um, and his cousin Bernardo Lachlan are running Viva DeVito in the bumper. It's very interesting with Derek O'Connor. But uh, I won't say too much because Andy might speak I, about it. He had his uncle Chris and, and cousin Gerard earlier. And then Destination uh, himself runs <laughs> 50. He was behind Ashdale Bob the last day. Um, I did say before the race he was one to keep an eye on. Uh, it's not priced up yet. He'll probably be short enough on the back of that run, but, you know, again, one to keep an eye on. And, and if you like, have a go. Thanks very much, Declan. Um, have you got anything, Jordan? Well, if we're just talking about other selections, not in this race, so but I have got one for tomorrow. So if you want to go to Andy first and, and let Andy talk about this race. Um, no, no, go ahead. No, go, Jordan, go. Uh, all right, no problem. Right, so Frankie's clearly fancying the day. Nah, but with that flat stuff. Go on, out of here. <laughs> oh, not flat stuff. <laughs> flat stuff. Um, Frankie's obviously fancying a day out to, to Nottingham tomorrow for absolutely no reason that I can really see. Um now this this uh, mostly in the fifteen fifty five at Nottingham tomorrow is you know it, it pro progressing so well it was unbelievable it, like I mean I say unbelievable it was only like an egg and a spoon race at Kempton I don't even think it was as good as that it was like it was like a you know three legged race at Kempton um, it's gone up five pounds for that but it just it, it it ran that race like it it was on the up it really was it was visually impressive the time was good and she's won on turf before so you know that's not going to be a concern coming you know translating that form over to, to to the turf um and to be honest not not much is really lining up against against that one for john and thady gosden so i think five five to two tomorrow that's it looks an absolute steal um and it's, I'd, a I'd, I'd, it's a call it's a call enough when you've got a few four-year-olds coming back from the three-year-old career like freya alavoile who are you know they weren't they weren't exactly bad horses. They could improve oh, no, again. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that at all. I just think that mostly's got the most improvement. You know, no pun intended. But I think got the most improvement out of all of them. 
I think she really did. She, she shaped so well last time out at Kempton. I think if, if no one's if no one's actually watched that, just watch the run and it it looks. It just looks visually impressive. The time's got. I'm getting, I'm getting bullied here by Lauren now. Slating um, you, mate. It's absolutely going for me. Um, but yeah, to, to me, that looks the good thing tomorrow for me. I think looking at everywhere, I had a look earlier on, and, and that was the one that stuck out like a sore thumb to me. Two wind surgery. She probably has a ventilator in her, her box. That mostly <laughs> got the inhaler, <laughs> inhaler, inhaler under the saddle. Go on, Andrew. Your, your selections this week. Mm. Well, they show mostly a hurdle. Is it too late? Anyway, um, yeah, no, I have a, I have a long list on. I'm going to make this oh, as quick as I can. Here we go. Pens and paper ready, boys. Pens and paper <laughs> ready, girls. Uncle Chris doesn't make the list, though, uh, Jack. No, you, you see, the horse hasn't run over hurdles. I feel no, like why, I feel why like... would you why would you back a bumper horse that hasn't run over her? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I feel lost. like you're referring to me every time you say Uncle Chris. Is, is it, are you, are you, <laughs> you, you, you a part-timer? Are you? Never. No, it's only are you to mention. So. <laughs> uh, my first horse, um, I think it was a horse I gave to you, lads, on on the DL. I'm not sure if I put it on the podcast. Um, so apologies in advance, but it's Wednesday at three forty, uh, Philip Fenton horse called Standoff. Uh, the ground remains good, and he gets to stay in the in the uh, horses up to one, two, three grade, um, and he'll have no problem shouldering that weight on the decent ground. So he's a very progressive horse that should be a grade above than what he's running in. So I think he has a great chance. Um, what else do we have on Wednesday? Oh, obviously Galloping the Champ. He'd probably be my best bet along with uh, Florian Porter. Uh, the Wednesday is my bet of the week, and I know I kept talking about Black oh, Ops. <laughs> I know I kept talking about Black Op in that seven o'clock race, and he does have a great chance. But there is a horse in here that it's just jumping off the page. It's Willie Mullins again, and it's um it's Anna Mix. Oh. Uh, it's going to be a handicap debut of one hundred and fifty-one. But I just love the way Anna Mix was campaigned with the with the eye to a a, a big pot handicap. Um, he was. He won his only beginner's race last year, to my knowledge, and then he went wrong. He picked up an injury. So this year was essentially a, a an extension or a bootleg of his novice campaign because he was so inexperienced. And he was running behind the likes of Shotgun Persuade. Um, he was running in grade twos. Um, he wasn't, you know, his form was starting to maybe... Sorry, he did. He ran behind Shotgun Persuade at Christmas. Um you know, like there's nothing in here that's going to be of that class. Now, he, he ran well for a long way, but he probably isn't a grade one horse. And maybe, you know, he could be in time. He might just need the education. We've seen Willie do this loads of times, like over hurdles and over fences, namely with Galloping de Champ in the, in the Martin Pipe. But Anamix, he has the tongue tie on. Um, he's got better ground, which I think will suit. Um you know, he, he was beaten, he was well beaten by easy game at Fairy House, and I was a little bit disappointed by that. And maybe the run up uh, behind Bacchuson, but look, these That's things happen, though, Andy, isn't it? Sorry, that's how you handicapped him. That's how it? you handicapped him, yeah. So he's yeah. off one, he's oh, off one. Out there. that's how you handicap mm. him. That's how you do it. Pulling up the arse of Shishkin. <laughs> it's the last thing you want to do. because uh, you'll get you'll get an extra 15 pound four months later if you do that. Uh, <laughs> so um look i think 151 for a horse that's been so highly tried and and has had very little chances in in his career i i think he could prove very well handicapped here and i'd be i'm gonna get really stuck into him i think he has an absolutely fantastic chance um and then i have a, a ridiculous list for the 415 like i've about i think I've about four or five horses on thursday that two mile handicap chase 
Uh, Declan, you might be aware of Capucci Mix. Oh, we going there yeah, again. We're, go, we're going there again. <laughs> oh, we're jumping head first off this cliff. <laughs> now, in, in, in his defense, though, he actually was going really well in the grand annual, and he just—I don't know—I—he I, either he either doesn't have good wind or he barely gets two miles. It's one or the other. Um, now I think he has a, if if he's not going to get two miles here on this ground on the Tuesday track, which, to my knowledge, I don't think is as—it's more sweeping, so he should be. You know, it might be better if it's if it's on the inside, I suppose. But he'll be a big price. His stable mate Ray at time. Go back and watch that beginner's chase he ran in last time out. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and Andalusa again. Watch her run a fairy house. Um, over two miles last time out. Like, just just watch it and come back to me. And um, now I'm not tipping three horses for the one race. I haven't decided which one I'm going to go with. But you could back them all each way. You could back them all straight win. I don't know, but. Um, look, I'd say Capucci Mix is the most highly tried out of them all. Uh, Ray of Time is probably the one to be with, though, because I, that they Stewart should have been called for that run last time out. Uh, just have a good good watch of it. Ray of Time, 4.15 at Punchestown. So I do apologise I've been taking everyone's time, but there, that's my long list for, for Punchestown up until Thursday. Just, just uh, this, the 7 o'clock on Wednesday would have been Jack more. Hackett. With Jack Hackett's in there, yeah. Mm. Royal Rock, was in there. Like, yeah. It would have been worth covering that race. It, yeah. It, race it's yeah, a really it's a decent, race. It's a decent race yeah black, you like yeah that show black ops is in there yeah like that show, foxy it's, jacks and alongside seven alongside seven mcmanus sauces it's but there's the depth in in artist chasers like we're not selling them anymore we're keeping them here because we're rich because we've got the price we take you <laughs> oh here we go again <laughs> we're rich what are, you, what are you drinking tonight andy what was for dinner I'm still picking the lobster down my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had, I had the uh, gourmet cuddle. The gourmet cuddle, yeah. Uh, still, leopard sounds still fading into me. Yeah, we pay a tenner for the cuddle. I had <laughs> steak last night. I had steak last night. Steak and kidney joy. It's only rum. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. Billets, the ribeyes. Tomahawk next. How was it cooked? What was your, what was your, you boiled it? Medium for myself. Medium. Medium. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. That summarizes it for the, that summarizes it, guys. Thanks for joining me. That was a pleasure as always, Chris. Thanks to Oshin and Tom Marcondi who also joined us earlier. And, uh, we will see you all again on Thursday. We'll be covering Newmarket and the rest of the Furry House card. Andrew will hopefully oh, yeah. be taking you on there, uh, taking you through that. Yes, Andrew? Excuse me? Punchestown, Chris. Sorry, Punchestown. I everything at Fairly Hills over there, don't I? Sorry, 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 sorry. town and Newmarket. There we go. Right, we'll see you all on Thursday. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Head on over to our handle at USO Podcast and click the notification bell to never miss an episode.